Three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, the champ is here. My man. Salute. Salute. Last time. Bahaim. Last time you were here, you were neither the interim nor the undisputed. Now you got it all. I'm the double interim champ. You got it. Why? Why say double? You, you keep saying that double interim. Double interim. I don't know because Robert when Whitaker's I was, the champ. Yeah, he was. You knocked he him was out. The You're the champ. Because when I was there, you know, I, even my last fight, I feel like it's my first title defense. To be honest, because I was waiting for something to change. I was waiting for that feeling that I had in Atlanta, but it never came. And within three days, I was like, I felt like I just defended the belt because technically I was the champ as well. I was the champ, and if he had beat me. He had to go one of those rubies you put on this. So I'm looking for my ruby as well. They get a ruby? Yeah, like that's the thing. You don't get. You know how you used to get a new belt? Yeah. Yeah, you don't get a new belt anymore. So what they do is they you send this off. This isn't actually my one. My one. I've sent Who's it off. This isn't yours. Yeah, but you, you sent know, they yours already. It. I, I sent. You oh, take this plaque okay. off. This plaque on the side, and then you send it off. Then they put a ruby and send it back to you. They put a put ruby in the plaque. Yeah. So you collect like oh. the infinity stones or whatever. Oh. Yeah. So I got the soul stone. Shit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I used to not like this belt. Now I like it better. It's grown. Yeah, it yeah. took me like maybe two days after everyone complained about it. Then I looked at it, and then when I first saw it, I think it was at the PI, and I was like, you know what? I fuck with it. Yeah, I, I, for a while I was like, ah, oh, the old one's better. And now yeah. I'm like, I don't think so anymore. I it's like nostalgia. this one. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, it gets you every time. Mm. This one's cleaner. Yeah. It's very, just like sharp. More legible. Yeah. The old one, it was cool. And I still yeah. like to, I could buy one on the website, hopefully. Yeah, but, like, but those you know, are light. Yeah, but you just for like nostalgic purposes and just because, right. you know, I've been a fan. I should have got one of those. I came at the, the end of it. Colby's still walking around with one. Man, don't get attached <laughs> to these things, man. I only take, I flex with them for a little bit, you know, because it's, I've, even my, um, my last, after, after Atlanta, my coach, he was kind of worried because I was going to Nigeria. I was going to all these shows. I got to like show it off, flex it. But he's my coach. So Eugene's like, man, you know, don't think you're the champ yet. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm the champ. But then there was a point when we moved gyms, and I just kind of, all right, put it in this box with everything else. And mm. then he kind of posted about it because he saw, like, okay, the switch happened. Like, it's game time now. So same thing. I'm doing my tour right now, victory tour, walk around, do all this shit. But then even being at the fights last week, and I got FOMO because, you know, after the fights, I you know, I see what's up, people talking about me, right, right, right. So I'm like, man, I got to get back to the gym. So when I get back, I don't even look at this thing. That's interesting. So you're aware that you could get too into the moment. Yeah. You can get too wrapped up in the fact that you won the title and yeah. maybe slack off a little. 100%. Or maybe take yourself too seriously. Mm, yeah. Because, nah, I mean, a lot of people, this is their goal. They're like, I want to become the UFC champion. They get it done. And then what happens after in their next fight? They lose it. Right. Or they lose sight tr track of what really matters. So some guys, like Kobe, for example, he's walking around with the belt. When Usman whoops his ass, or if Usman whoops his ass, then what's going to happen? You're going to walk around with that bill? How are you going to feel? You know? Well, I, the, the Kobe thing is interesting. Mm. And I don't know how much Kobe wants people talking about this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spill it as much as I can. Ooh. That's an act, man. That's a strong act 100%. that he put on when they were ready to cut him. They were ready to cut. You talk to that guy in real life. He's yeah. very respectful. Just being around him. Just being and said he's the nicest guy. He's, he's a nice that. guy, yeah. man. He's playing a pro wrestling heel. Hey, and he's got the whole world worked up. It sells. It That's sells. And here's the thing, though. This is where it's interesting. Mm. It tricks people because he seems like a goof. He wears yeah. this stupid fucking cheap blue suit. He wears that MAGA hat. Does that he, smile. He's got the old belt. Yeah. You know it's not a legit belt, right? Yeah. But he did win the interim title, and they took yeah. it from him for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. So there's this thing about him where people somehow or another think, like, maybe he's illegitimate. Maybe he's not yeah. real. Then he fucks 
Robbie Lawler yeah, up. Yeah, he can and work. You, and you go, oh, Jesus, this guy doesn't get tired. He could strike. His mm. wrestling's on point. His fucking cardio's off the chart. Yeah. He's tough as nails. Yeah, I was impressed he's, on the inside. He's legit. When, when he put Robbie against the fence, he was right there slipping and ripping. Oh, yeah. Some things, you know, everyone has holes in their game. I have holes in my game. But he was really impressive. The way he was right there in his face yes. against Robbie Lawler. He's not an elite striker yeah. in the sense of like he's a guy who will slip and then blast someone unconscious with mm. one shot. He's a volume guy. He's and tough. He's, he's throwing 60%. 50, mm. 60%. Just on you, on you, on That's you. It, the DS never, style. Yep. Never let you rest. Never mm. let you rest. And Robbie in that fight, and Robbie's a fucking all-time great Savage. welterweight champion. I mean, he was a legit top-of-the-food-chain motherfucker, and mm. he was looking for those openings that were never there. Yeah. He was always looking for Colby to slow down. Colby never slowed down. He was waiting. He, he would was see waiting. him like just waiting, waiting, yep. and he was just like buying his time, buying looking his time. Looking to explode. It's like, yep. okay, fuck, fuck. Yep. All right, all right, here it is, here it is. And there's ways to do that. Like I did it against um, Whitaker as well. You see it, excuse me, I always got a burp. Um, There's <laughs> <laughs> times when he'll like, and I'll put a clip off of this. It's like a simple one, shifting, real simple, subtle thing. Mm -hmm. Just move, two step, one, two, that's it. I can see it when he'll like bounce, bounce. All right, I'm ready to go. You shift, you disrupt the pattern. Okay, reset, reset. About, about to attack, you know. Even yeah. Wonder Boy did it to um Luke K yes. the past weekend. You yeah. know, whenever he was bouncing, he's either he's gonna bounce, bounce, and then Wonder Boy shifts. So he was doing it with the offense, bounce, 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 attack. Yeah. So he was just. It's all about rhythm. Yeah. I love that. Well, you have something that Wonder Boy has that a few other people have in, in that you're a specialist, in that being a specialist, and obviously you have a full game. You, there's no way you get to where you are without a full game, but you, you are an elite striker. Thank you. And with that, that's a, that's a giant advantage because on the feet, you are a step ahead of everybody. Every fight starts standing on the and feet. You see it with Whitaker because Whitaker's a great striker. He's yeah. a tough guy, but he had holes in his game that maybe he didn't even know he had. Yeah. But you, you could you see You know what it was? I got in his head and everyone, like when, <laughs> I can see this kind of stuff, man. Before the press, before the fight, the press conference, when he was talking and acting all unbothered and stuff like that, and I was like, "What? He's acting out of character." People, he put this meme up, right? And then people thought I was affected by the meme, but all all that showed me was like, "You've never talked shit or poked fun at anyone you're fighting, but somehow suddenly you're poking fun at me." That's showing your first card, showing your first hand, mm. and a lot of things he's did throughout the like back backtracking and whatnot. I was like, you're showing me your hand. You're acting out of character. Even yes. my coach said the same thing. And I said, just do what got you to the dance. Don't try and talk shit with a guy who knows how to talk shit. I know he knows how to talk shit with his friends and shit like that, but not with me. The internet kid is different. <laughs> Don't make memes against me. I'm the meme majesty. But like, yeah. So And then when he, when he came to the cage, you know, so you saw me when I walked up. I stomped the yard. Stomped the yard. And I, I entered the cage. And when he came in, I could, I could feel it. He was like, let's fucking go. You know, beating this chest. The thing mm -hmm. he did. And he took about a minute and a bit before he looked me in the eyes. And I was I was looking at him the whole time. And he, like a cat, you corner, even a chicken, get one of your chickens, corner it like a rooster. It's dangerous. At a, when you corner any kind of beast, they'll, they'll attack you at any point. So I could see him pacing back and forth like a caged animal. And the whole time, like he was the hunter, he was the hunted and I was the, I was, I was the hunter. So I was watching him and I could feel it like. You're not really about this, and he's trying to hype himself. Let's fucking go! And I could just smell that. And when I went in my stance, I started whoop whoop. Like this is something I was doing during sparring, like during my my training camp. So it was just triggering this this mem like muscle memory in my head, and I was just having fun. There's a point I looked at him, I kind of smiled, like fuck yeah, I got this. And I just knew from that point, man, I was honest. And the first round, I thought I lost the first round. 
without the knockdown. Just like I let him have it, but then I watched it back. I threw less strikes. I landed more. He threw more strikes and landed less. All I was doing was just, and me and Eugene talked about this, like let the first round, the first half of the fight, let's see what he does. Just get all his attacks, draw, sh- make him show his hand, make him draw, you know, sh- draw, draw the attacks out of him. And I did that. And after I watched it again, I was like, yeah, without the knockdown, I still had the round. It was a brilliant performance. Mm. And the, the knockdown at the end of the first round was essentially the end of the fight. Yeah. He was fucked up. Mm. It was, there was a bad knockdown. You could see when he went back to his corner, there's, there's a moment where you see his eyes are just not quite there. Where yeah. am I? Like after the, even before the second round, he stood up. And when Kelvin rocked me, after I got rocked, my first time being rocked in the UFC, in the second round, I was before the second round, I was like, all right, let, let's go. Let's step it up. He was looking at the screen. Robert was looking at the screen like, what hit me? What hit me? And yeah. I was like, hey, hey, that's in the past. That's done. Focus on me right now anyway. <laughs> I was like, all right, then. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it was over, yeah. when they stopped the fight, they raised your hand. What's that feeling like, knowing that you're the undisputed champ? It felt like just my title defense, honestly. Really? Atlanta, Atlanta was the one where they put my hand up, and I felt like, yes. Why Why Atlanta? Why that? Because that the fight, fight was so hard? Yeah, I think because of the way the fight went, the back and forth, and then me, that that fifth round. Like, I, I found out who I was after that, that, that fifth round. I, I found out the depths I'm willing to go. So when they put my hand up, and you know you're beat up and all that kind of stuff. Just and also I never had a belt before, so I've never had it wrapped around my waist as I visualized it. So once that happened, boom! I felt like yes. And also I was looking. I was like, please judges, don't screw me over, don't fuck Ooh. me over on this, man. And I knew I had it, but you know, you never know. Exactly, bro. <laughs> Dude. And then look at the Darren Till Gaston yeah. fight. So when they right. put my hand up, I was like yes. But then this time they put my hand up. I was like, all right, what's that? And thing is, I, my my brain wants to move forward. Because I did it in kickboxing because I was undefeated for so long. So it was always like, all right, cool, what's next? I'll watch the fight maybe once, study it, all right, what's next? But now I have to like chill, relax, look at the tape, look at what you've done, and then soak it in, smell the roses for a little bit, and then move on. Yeah. Because once I had my first loss, I, I took winning for granted because it was just a habit. I was always winning, always winning, always winning. So now I have to like, when you win, when you do something amazing, like I did in Atlanta, like I did in Melbourne, just chill, smell the roses, and then move forward. When you entered the fifth round against yeah. Kelvin, you said, I'm ready to die. It was, I looked at him, and I remember, I call it Este Diablo. He was looking at me, and he just had this like look, and he's just swinging his hands. And I said, you're not going to beat me. I'm prepared to die. And I meant that, man. I swear to God on my life, I meant that. I'm even getting goosebumps. Think, see that? I'm getting goosebumps, too. <laughs> like, I meant that shit. Because I was like, look. Ooh. And I signed, <clears throat> I signed my death warrant right there. I was like, look, if this is how I die, this is how I die. But you see me, I was trying to get him. I was trying to kill him. I knew. Because for me, if I'm ready to die, I'm ready to kill. You have to be willing to give something up as well. So in that fifth round, when I was throwing those shots, when I was, I think I dropped him like four times or something crazy. Like, even the last one, like, went from heaven and hit him. I wish I didn't, like, follow and, like, roll over on him because I probably could have got him out with, like, two seconds left. But I was trying to get him out of there, man. And it's sad to say, but I was ready. If he had taken it to me and he, if he had done that to me and I didn't wake up, so be it. Well, that was evident in the way you fought because you, mm. did, you didn't, you know, it was a close fight. But it looked like you were ahead on the judges. But you mm. didn't take, I mean, any 
break at all. You no. you just you threw yourself into the fire instead of being cautious. Mm. You know, and I told that to Dana. You know, Dana and I were talking about that fight, and he was he was talking about how hyped he is for Whitaker. They tried to get me to fly to Australia. Mm, I love I love you, bro, uh, but I'm I not know. doing that. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Even me try to, like right now. I've canceled a lot of my trips because also you know my knee, but also just FOMO, being away from the gym, like. You feel it after a while, yeah. especially at this level. Like after the fight, because you can see the target on your back, people smiling in your face, you know. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, I, I know what's up. I'm not stupid. I've seen a <laughs> lot of people in this game rise and fall 100 percent all the time. So, I want to get back to doing what I do best. Dana and I have these conversations sometimes. We get hyped mm. up and talk on the phone, and we were yeah. talking about that fight. And I said, "Do you know what he said? Mm. You literally said it." Yeah, I, I have it on my um. Is a highlight I made by myself. And then I had it in the captions, and I was like, you know, you're not, you're gonna beat me. I'm ready to die. I'm prepared to die. And <coughs> I man, said that to that's Dana. Some, that's some movie type that's, shit. That man. is movie type yeah. shit, especially when you win. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. And Dana just went, holy shit! Yeah. I said, dude, watch it. Just watch mm -hmm. it again. He's saying, I mouth it. Yeah, yeah. With was my intense. big lip. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that hell shit. of a fight, man. That was that a was hell fun. of a fight. Yeah, I don't want to have much, much like those. But you have to get yeah. that because after that fight, even like probably about two minutes after, I was like. I can go another two rounds. I felt it. I was like, this is like the third wind. Wow. Like, oh, shit. And I'm not just saying this to like, mm -hmm. gas you up. I'm saying like, I was like, I can go another two rounds. And you can see it. Like, I felt fresh, man. I've never, this is my, that was my second, fifth, five round fight. When I fought this time last year against, um, what's his name? Or oh, July last year, Brad Tavares. Fifth round, I was just having fun. I didn't even like, I wouldn't say I took my foot off the pedal, but I was having fun with it. And this fight, like I said, you know, fifth round, I was ready. And I said that for the Romero fight and um, what's his name, Whitaker fight. I said, look, look how he looked in the fifth round. He's got gas. Don't get me wrong. He can he can crack. Same thing with Romero. But Romero and him, they don't have the same kind of spice as I do. You know, mm. when, I'm in the, when I'm in the trenches, when it's time to go, I can go because I do it in the gym every day. You wanted mm. Romero for your next fight. Is there I'm a charitable guy that? sometimes, man. I'm charitable? a charitable guy. You know, I mean, he's coming off three <laughs> out of four losses, three in a row. So I'm like, yeah, but all of those could have been his. Yeah, I know. But really? and also the people, the people, the casuals, they think this is the guy. Well, first, well, I think Brunson was the guy. Mm -hmm. And then Gaslam was the guy. Yeah. And then Whitaker is the guy. So they think this is the guy to beat me. So I'm like, all right, this is my charity work for the year. <laughs> Well, he's an interesting fight for anybody. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he's a freak athlete. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that if you look up freak in the dictionary, you see yeah. a picture of Yoel Romero flying through the air, hitting Chris Weidman with a knee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just a freak. I remember his first fight. I saw him. He did the same thing to this black guy, bald black guy, flying knee, boom, and just kind of starched him, just ran at mm -hmm. him. But his his level. This is what this is what rises me to the occasion. This is mm -hmm. what challenges me because a guy like that, like you say, he's a beast. Same thing with Robert. He's a beast. Yep. But there's levels to this. And if you can make that look easy, it just makes you look that like your status, legendary, goat, all that shit. That's what you to want. Yeah. So you want this to look nice, easy but this just looks you, uh, good. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's all about the, the challenges. Taking mm -hmm. out Robert Whitaker in the second round in his home country, you know, doing that to your Romero, maybe not in Cuba. I don't know what, what the situation is like there, but like in Vegas, in a big arena, T-Mobile arena, that would be fucking dope. Yeah, but Dana said, you know, oh, he's got to get a win first. The thing is, they don't know how to sell it, like to the people. And I'm like, fuck it, let's do it anyway. And I've said, and even his manager at the fights, for whatever reason, while I was walking, was like, hey, Israel, we signed the contract. And I was like, I didn't know who it was. And he's like, hey, we signed the contract. Just tell Dana. I was like, okay. <laughs> 
had my drink in my hand. I'm walking like, cool story, bro. We signed the card. What the fuck does that? Dana said there's yeah, no Yeah, no, but no he was trying deal. to say, you know, it's the hype. And then like right. someone might, they sent me this other video of him in the gym saying, Israel, why are you backing now? Why are you, why are you backing now? You know, just tell Dana the fucking day. I'm like, I'm I dead, love you. Bro. He don't love Israel, me. I he don't love you. Me. He can love me all he want. He don't love me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, I want to do the fight. I said, look, this is a guy, right? This is a yeah. guy. He's going to take me down. And beat the fuck out of me. Okay. No one's been able to do that yet. So let's see if this guy can do it. Or let's see if I can take him down. Well, the thing is, too, you have to get him now. Yeah. Because he's 41 now, I think. 40, I 41. Hey, he's old. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. When Cuban I beat him years. as well, that's what they're going to say. Oh, yeah. you know, you beat up, you know. He's still a beast. I keep he's telling people as well. When he fought Robert Whitaker, they didn't have that narrative. No. They I didn't think say. he beat Whitaker. I think the second time he beat Whitaker. Yeah. Look, the he second dropped him, man. Yeah. He hurt him bad. And And. If you look at those ten eight rules, you know the the new new rules. He won. Yeah, I agree. If you look at you, you judge it by the I new judging that. system. He yeah. won. I thought he won. Period. I mm-hmm. just thought he won. Yeah. I mean, and Whitaker's a fucking animal, man. He yeah. hung in there with that guy blasting him on the chin, but he hurt him and he hurt him bad. Yeah. Uh, several enough. times. But uh, the Polo Costa fight. Oh, th- my, my guy. That's yeah, my guy. That's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite friend. Leaving La Vida Costa. Let's go. I felt like that that fight was legit. Either one could have got that title. I mm. think I, I, I agreed with it when Costa won. I said, okay, I could see that. Mm. But if they gave it to Romero, I would be like, well, I could see that too. Mm. You know, I think did, Costa won that fight. Yeah, I'll I give Costa, so. like I say, he just stole it. Just, just stole, stole it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to look at it. Just also, stole the draw, it. when he dropped him in the first round, that really solidified it. And mm-hmm. Romero was trying his best to come back, but just a step behind, mm-hmm. in my yeah. eyes anyway. Yeah, but I like you so. said, if hey, roll the dice sometimes. <clears throat> well, the thing is shocking about Romero is how well he takes a shot. Mm. There's a picture of Costa kicking him in the head that I put on Instagram mm. where it looks like his soul is leaving his body. Like his eyes uh-huh. are rolling back in his head. That shin is <laughs> wrapping around his head. His whole yeah. head is distorted. I think it's the and traps. He didn't flinch. I saw those it traps. Be, right? Yeah, just holds his head in place, holds his brain right, in place. Like right. the stem just doesn't move. Well, you know, he had a pretty <laughs> severe neck injury. If you look at the back of his neck, he's got a giant scar up his neck where oh, he, he had his discs fused. Look at that picture. Damn. What Ooh. in the fuck, dude? That distorted. I mean, that sent his face into the fucking black hole of another universe. Shit. I mean, that is full impact. That's yeah. I don't turn the hip on that. Yes, it's all in. Robert did one on him as well, but this is a lot cleaner. Yeah, a lot nicer. God damn. I mean, yeah. he's he's taking giant shots. I think Brunson hit him with a high head kick as well, yeah. wrapped around the neck. Nothing. I, I think his neck is like one solid piece. Yeah. It just goes right. I don't <laughs> know what the fuck they did in, in Cuba to his neck when, when they, they did that operation him. on yeah. it, but he's all fused up and. He he walk kind of stiff. Does he? You know, he's, I've seen like, him around. He's especially when he's not cutting weight. Like he's tight. He's, huge. he's heavy boy. He's huge. But he's you know he can move for forty three. Oh he can God. move. He's yeah. real flexible. I've seen very flexible. I've seen him doing the splits yeah. when he was doing that dance on one clip. The, the, yeah. That Cuban Olympic program is no joke. Yeah. I mean, the, when he described it, he came on with Joey Diaz. Yeah. And did you? Did you I watch saw that bits one? of it. Yeah, bits of it. It was amazing because yeah. Joey was translating from Cuban to English, mm. and they were talking about the program. Mm. Like they they just train them. And they put them in this situation where if you win, you get more food yeah. and you get a better place to stay. It's and if you lose, there. you get two meals a day if you lose, you get three meals a day if you win. Mm. And these guys are they're competing against the best in the world. Yeah. And it's, it's just girl. every day is battle, battle. You know, he's like, everybody I'm with wants mm. to kill me. Mm. And you become a machine. <laughs> you become a machine. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and you see the dude. Yeah. First of all, when you're sitting across from him, you're like, okay, mm. with you, I know you're heavier than 185 pounds, but it's feasible. No. What are you, like 
what do you walk around at? Like 200? Right now, I guess 203. Yeah, right that's, now, I guess. that's feasible. Yoel that's looks like America, he's America, man. America, you got to realize, man. The, the food. food. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I, I forget every time. You got to order small. Because you order naturals, like, large. They come in in a platter. Yeah, like, people like to get around. fat yeah. over here. We like everything <laughs> Luckily, big. Uh, metabolism for me is You're lucky, good. Yeah. yeah. We like everything big over here. Uh, everything outrageous. Mm, yeah, this is I've an out- outrageous country. <laughs> <laughs> well, exhibit were, A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exhibit A, the blowtorch. Yeah. Well, you were saying even drinks. They, mm. they pour bigger drinks over yeah, here. Yeah, like... I'm surprised. Like, it's, I think it's part of the culture as well. Like, you order, yeah. you say a double, they're like, no, it comes in a double. I'm like, oh, double, double? And then literally you have to ask for more Coke or more Fanta Just or whatever. Just yeah. yeah. The ice helps though, man. <laughs> Do you yeah. like New Zealand? Do you I enjoy New living Zealand, there? Man. Like, there was a time from, I think it was uh, going into the New Year's of 2011, I was driving down from Auckland to Wanganui, and I was just going through by myself in my old car, Chewy, rapping singing just having fun and i was just looking at the landscape and that was the moment i decided that this is where i'm going to stay this is the country i'm going to live in because i always had this idea that i'm going to go to canada or america eventually but also because my gym's over there my team's over there eugene's over there my family I've, I've made friends there i've grown up there it's my it's my other country you know so i love it over there i love the vibe as well it's a beautiful have you, you haven't been there i haven't been you i want to go. go i saw chad mendes went through <laughs> and got a big red yeah. yeah you go out there you can catch something man like that's like a 13 point i counted before oh, yeah you can elk. get some shit yeah, yeah they have giant stags over well, there. I, I just imagine like that with something that's 800 pounds behind it yeah or what is that thousand pounds something yeah crazy. that one that i have out in the front was over a thousand pounds shit the one when you walk in yeah, yeah it's huge and i've seen some next to cars as well on youtube you just kind of just get some perspective yeah yeah fuck have all you that. eaten any of that see i told you the story this made yeah what was the place costco i asked her because i was gonna go to utah not utah i was gonna go um to alex volkanovsky's fight so i asked her where can i go get a chili bin and i went to costco while they were cleaning out the airbnb and I also had some Nigerian food I ordered as well from Texas. So when I got back, raxed everything. And I was like, fuck. And then you text me how to cook it and everything. And my coach, Eugene, because I really wanted to, she's a hunter, avid hunter. Like after fights, first place he goes in the bush because he wants to get away from all this. Mm. So I was like, I got to share this with him. And then, yeah, they raxed it, man. I'm sure they kept it. They threw it in the bin. I'm sure they kept it, but I hope they enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to try some milk one day. Definitely. I will. Anytime, man. Yeah. Anytime you're around here. <clears throat> Appreciate we want to set up a kitchen in here oh, in the studio bro, this is, this is like that. the new fantasy factory you know <laughs> like actually you walk around and i'm like man i need one of these you do one need one day of these. yeah yeah huh. have a gym and right next to the gym a fun house yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's good yeah. to have everything where you do it all in one place too because yeah. me I, I just don't have any time yeah it's so like you it, need everything right there. yeah it helps yeah. i can come in here two hours before a show mm. get a full workout in shower everything even sauna Boom, nice. you know, get it all done in yeah. one spot. Yeah, if you got a kitchen, definitely. I could have I could have made me a sandwich or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, we got a little baby kitchen, but we got we got to set up a grill in here. Mm. Um what I was getting about New Zealand is the beauty, man. Yeah. Like there's something I think that like when people think about places and places to live, you know, you think, "Oh, it's convenient. This is an easy mm. commute. This is, you know, it's a nice apartment or it's a nice house, whatever it is." But there's something about natural beauty, yeah. and it doesn't really get much beautiful, more beautiful yeah. than New Zealand. In the South Island, as well, like the North Island's cool. There's some spots. There's a lot of places. Like for me, I travel all around the world, but whenever like I fly in and I see the Sky Tower, 
and you can see the grant like the landscape of the place it's beautiful and i feel like like marshall when he sees the hills and he's about to go for a hike i'm just like yes almost home almost home but like it's such a beautiful place and we queens 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 town the south island the snow there i haven't been but i've seen everyone posting about it but one day i'm gonna go there's snow in new zealand fuck yeah oh yeah yeah mount ropehu that's where i've been snowing snowboarding years ago wow south island i've been to years ago when i was younger like 12 but Definitely, as an adult, I gotta go. It's different when you go with your parents and when you go in as an adult. So I gotta go out there, man. It's fucking beautiful. It's a crazy place when it comes mm-hmm. to wildlife because they brought it all from mm-hmm. Europe. Yeah, they did. Even it's- like I'm surprised. Um, in Auckland, <laughs> there's an island called Waiheke Island. It's um probably about a 20 minute ferry ride from the city, and there's wallabies on there. Oh, I had wow. no idea. And apparently, they're uh, invasive species because the guy brought them from australia but then luckily they're kept on the island now but i've heard mm. like rumors now they've kind of found their way because you know some crazy fuck side i'm gonna keep this of course and then yeah. <laughs> they found their way to like rotorua the redwoods and all that kind of yeah. shit it's always but some yeah. crazy fuck that wants a pet i know <clears throat> florida's got a giant problem with that yeah with uh what is it anacondas Pythons, um, anacondas. what do you call it uh what's that guy tarzan guy he catches them all the time iguanas iguanas as well there's a lot of them and they're killing them now they're trying oh, yeah. To, like yeah they're culling them they give and you money if you kill iguanas really yeah because they're digging under houses oh they dig tunnels oh, they under houses the base. foundations oh, collapse shit. yeah i didn't even know they dig i thought they yeah. were just in trees i thought so too yeah you yeah. learn something new every day they, dig. <laughs> they have so many pythons there they said there's no more rabbits there's no more marsh hares uh, raccoons yeah. deer everything's all gone. gone all pythons yeah. pythons are eating alligators yeah oh yeah i've seen like see them and they burst out like yeah. see their legs sticking out and shit like that <clears throat> they even found nile crocodiles in in the everglades really some, some crazy asshole, fuck some asshole brought some a nile crocodile yeah they have a kill on site warning for isn't it like the, even it was a texas they have more tigers yep or lions yeah that was my wild. netflix special yeah there's that's more right, tigers yeah. in I knew texas I heard it from somewhere. <laughs> than all of the wild of the world crazy yeah Rich Fucking texas. <laughs> texas texas is so crazy yeah. do you spend much time out there i've been there when i first went there was when i think when i first met you ufc 192 uh dc gustafson mm. yeah i was there it was a good time i didn't really i just ate that's all I did there. Just eat, barbecue. hang out. Yeah. Barbecue See, Dan in Texas. was cutting away. This is when he was at Featherweight. And he was oh. just like, he was, yeah. He fucking <laughs> I don't had know how me. the fuck that guy ever made Featherweight. Bro, he, like, I, I asked him, how you feeling? He's like, I feel great. I'm like, yeah, you feel great. I, I was hooked. <laughs> I was a mark. <laughs> then afterwards, he's like, nah, uh, I got up to lightweight. And you see him at lightweight now. Much motherfucker. Better. Bro, yeah. I'm telling you, he's the one. He could I would say, I was, yeah, well, I've seen some things, man. Hey, you, he's a tough guy. <laughs> I've had him on my back for four minutes. Mm. of a five-minute round sparring, and he's hard to get off. And he's good. Like, you know, some people in the gym, they shine, and some people under the bright lights, they shine. Some people can do both. And I'm telling you, yeah, he, he's the one. Like, people don't know yet. There's some things he hasn't shown of his game that I'm I'm, I'm sure that, like, <laughs> so I was in the room when DC and John Anik were doing, like, the, you know, the fighter, um, what do you call it? interview mm-hmm. so i did my one first and then they did dan and dan was telling me like john asked about the champ you know so da, 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 you know how would you beat khabib and he said he just saw dc go <laughs> like lean in like mm-hmm. what and then he had to kind of just you know say some bullshit whatever but right yeah like i know because even like dc asked me to help me ch- help him train for the jones fight uh the second one and i turned it down because they had Rockhold in their camp and mm. I wasn't in the UFC at the time, but I knew I don't want to give them anything. Right. I don't want to give them anything. I don't want them to say, oh, he came to our camp. 
like I did with Black Zillions, and then they say, oh, you know, we see holes in this game, right, 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 which is all bullshit. But yeah, I just you just don't want the chat. I don't want anything. I want yeah. nothing. I don't want to give them nothing. Yeah, yeah, because I always knew this was coming. So I was like, plan it, plot your way. Plot well, you and way. I talked on Instagram years 2014. ago. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking. I was like, when, I was when am I going to see you, bro? Up. Yeah, but hey, I said, give me my time. Let me work. Yeah, and I've been working, man. I've been working. Well, I pay attention. I yeah. pay attention to dudes who shine. Thank you, sir. Outside, you yeah. know, I, I know guys who are coming. Yeah. You know, I know guys who are coming up but i knew you had been thinking about mma mm. and i and i'd been a fan of you as a kickboxer yeah no, i've been working about it well i'm always fascinated by elite specialists that make their way into mma because i'm always like well how's this going to translate is it i think that it seems harder <clears throat> it seems harder for a lot of grapplers who don't have a background in striking i mean i think grappling can be the most important thing in mma because if you can't stop a guy from taking you down you're going to lose but you have to start every fight on your feet and when you see a guy who doesn't have good striking fight a guy who has elite striking, like like a good example this past weekend was Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. Yeah. Gregor Gillespie is a fucking fantastic wrestler, elite wrestler. And Kevin Lee's a better striker. And you see that every fight, st- and Kevin Lee has a wrestling background too, yeah. so it's, it's no picnic taking that guy down. But you see when a guy's a better striker, has more weapons, and yeah. then Gregor gets high kicked. It's a different kind of feel. And also one thing, yeah. uh, Eugene and Andre my arresting coach that alluded to is people forget the takedowns, the wrestling starts way before the clinch. Mm-hmm. Starts way before you get taken down or way before you engage. It's all about positioning, foot positioning. It's mm. all about distance control. So once you have that and you understand the, the, the principles of that, your wrestling becomes easy. Like I might have, I don't know if it's the highest takedown defense percentage in the UFC's middleweight division. Good. It's high, it's high, but... And was, I mean, the only time was in my second fight when the guy he, uh, in the third round, I didn't break the grip and he sucked my leg in immediately after. Because I normally room with Andre. He just kind of told me what to do. I was like, okay, ever since that, in training, no one ever gets that on me or rarely, rarely gets that on me. So I, I, I'm always improving, man. Like I said, even right now, FOMO, I feel like fear of missing out because I, I see everyone training you keep at the gym. FOMO. Oh, fear of missing out. That's oh, a, yeah, it's an okay. acronym. Yeah. yeah, that's what the kids are saying. I know the kids yeah. say it, but I, I never bothered looking at yeah. what it means. It's fear of missing out. So, like, on my, I see, like, on the group chat what the team's doing, <laughs> and I see them working the 10 a.m. Right. squad. Shout out to the 10 a.m. squad. Where they at? Hey. And you start but, um, feeling it? Like, yeah, ooh, I'm I got to get like, back there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And especially, like, just the young guys coming up, you know? I, I see it, and I'm not stupid, man. Mm-hmm. I know that the target's on my back. It's yes. easy to get this, but it's hard to keep it. So. Yes. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm. I want to do what Demetrius did. I want to do what Silva did. You know, I want to be one of those guys who just racks it up, get all the infinity stones, <laughs> all the gems. Mm. Now, w- what happens if they overrun the outside of give this me a thing new belt. with gems? Give me a new belt. Give me a new belt. Yeah, they used to give you a new one. belt every time. I know. I'll stop what? putting these ones. All the gems on these bits. A uh, guys like yeah. Stipe. Stipe has a shitload of belts. Yeah. Like, it would have been cool. I, I was looking forward to that. Time. I might. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can buy some of them. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. What'd you think about the BMF belt? Mm. Yeah, it's a tr- touchy mm. subject, right? I felt like I feel well. I like the idea, you know, the right. fact that Nate Diaz, you know, he ain't no West Coast gangster, you know, and then yeah, you know, I'm from Miami, you know, whatever. They should have kept that between them. The company didn't have to get involved. He, they didn't have to get involved to like try and solidify this. But what it was was they needed a a title for the MSG card because yes. Colby and Usman and what yes. else yeah, happened. But look at this. Misha Tate versus Holly Holm was the co-main event as a title fight mm-hmm. for Diaz. Uh, McGregor won. 
Right. So you don't that fight itself would have been fine without the belt, without I the agree. rock, without all that kind of stuff. But it happened. And yeah, it's cool. What's going to happen now? Is he going to defend it? Because even the ego in me is like, uh-uh. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? What are you doing, up? But like, yeah. I mean, there's no point. Because are they going to defend the belt? Are they going to? I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, I feel like Masvidal's championship cow. I might put some fucking spinners on this now and then do like John Cena <laughs> and call this the freestyle belt. You know? Like, yeah. I, I you know, I, I see what you're saying, but. Mm. I feel like Masvidal is world championship. Fuck yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I've been a fan of yeah. that guy since yeah, me way too. back. Me and too. Everyone's just finding out now. All these guys, yeah. you know, oh, Street Jesus. I'm like, well, I'm not a hipster. Like I knew him before he was cool, man. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. But I'm, I like his resurrection. I like the fact that he rebranded himself because you mm-hmm. have to do that. I see it in movies. I see actors do it. Entertainment. You rebrand yourself, new package, and then boom. And also, do you know like what you happened said, with him? He said he went away. He did this reality show yeah, in so South America. I haven't watched it, but he said he went away and had time yeah. to himself. Smart well, man. Yeah. Well, what happened was he was on this reality show, mm. and Dan Lambert said it was terrible, terrible experience. He's by himself all day, no phone. He had to go into the village to get food. There's no fucking food. Like, Where was the, the island? I forget. Mm. Somewhere in South America. Okay. But the, the experience was, it was several months, and it mm. was a disaster, and he didn't like it at all. And, and then it forced him to think about where he's at, where it could be. And one of the things he was saying is like all these split decisions. And he was thinking like, why, you know, why did it go that way instead of the other way? Like, why did I lose that fight instead of win it? Because there was a lot of them that are really close. Yeah. And he was thinking, I've well, maybe I could just have done a little bit more and won that fight. And then he said, why am I thinking like a fucking peasant? He goes, why don't I just knock that motherfucker that. out? And then, and so that shift in his mentality changed. And then all of a sudden he mercs Don Cerrone, mercs Darren Till, mercs Ben Askren, beats the fuck out of Nate Diaz. Yeah. Like he's a different person now. Yeah. And now he's what he could have been. Yeah. He is potential realized. Like it's he's like a, a rebirth. He's at a hundred percent. He's yeah. at a hundred percent right I now. Like, I'm you get in the ring doing, with man. The, you get in the cage with that guy. He's even thinking about boxing with Canelo. Yes. My man crazy. Yes. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucking cajones, man. Cajones. He's to the got guy. them all. I mean, his thought is like, "Hey, man, I, I can do more than mm. Conor McGregor did, and I'm not going to fade." Yeah, yeah. You know? no, he can, and I think because I watched the fight again, it's different when you watch it live. When I was watching it live, I saw Diaz coming back, and he was in the third round, and I was swinging towards Diaz, like, "Oh, maybe he won that round." But I watched it back, and I'm like, "Nah, he had all three. Yeah, he all and three. Diaz was you know, like I said, he was coming back, but if I, on the scorecards. Yeah, I think he he well, already had it. In a couple of those rounds, you could make an argument for ten eights. Yeah, mean, he beat the fuck out of Diaz One in that point, first round. I think he hit him in the gut, and Diaz tactical move, vet yeah. move, just dropped down, mm-hmm. just yep. dropped down. So he's like, "All right, come in my guard," because he yep. he probably got hurt to yep. the body. Yeah, I heard one of them. It was 100%, nasty, man. Hundred percent. That right Ooh. right body kick. Pah! It slipped. Wow. Diaz tried to block it, on, mm-hmm. and he just went right underneath. Yep. And the thing I, I hate as well, inspiring, is when you kick the elbow. You ever tried that? Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, I broke my foot doing that. Everybody oh, real? Has. Yeah, yeah. Fuck my foot. I cracked it doing that. The well, tip of the elbow is so hard, and the yeah. b- top of your foot is so soft. It takes a real skill. Like, Darren Till yeah. has it as well, where they can sneak it underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a different angle. Eugene taught me how to do it. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, it's one of my moves. I hit um, Tavares with it as well before I swept him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have to learn how to sweep like just right underneath. You, don't you got your eye on way. Till? Now it's Till now. Yeah, oh, we've, we've pounds. Already, you know, like, Interesting my man, guy. I, I saw him last year before. On the press conference leading up to the Bronson fight, and I even said, "Look, I can't wait till we do it, man. I know one day we'll clash, and it's just because of the styles. Yeah, like styles make fights. Yeah, you know. And he's got a style that I like, 
very basic. But when I say basic, I don't mean that with due respect, with disrespect. Negative, right. I say he's got strong basics. He's a stout. He's a southpaw. He's a nice straight left, nice body kick, mm-hmm. curves the left. He knows how to change it up. And in the clinch as well, when he gets close, I like what he did with um, Gastelum. Yeah. He played the distance game well. You know, I learned it in the third round. I kind of learned it in the fight. But Gastelum was doing something what to get you close. What, what happened in the third round? Nah, in, the, in the third round, I knew, I knew where his... Like, right after the fight, me and Eugene watched the fight. We're like, fuck, that's what he did. That's how we got so close. And we knew already. But it was hard to call it in the fight because we were too focused on other things. But I think automatically through muscle memory, I was able to take that distance away from him in the fight. Mm-hmm. In the, from the third round. But for first, I think for the first round and some of the second round, he was able to, like, use It's a little hop step. Everyone knows mm-hmm. it now. It's a little right. hop step. He'd jab me, jab me, put it in my face. It's like a little do-do. So you're calculating his movement. Yeah, I'm not doing it this way. I'm doing it like you internal muscle memory. Yeah, right. Memory. It's, it's your memory of fights and sparring yeah. and knowing what you can do versus knowing what you see him doing. Yeah. And okay. just like it's yeah. like a dance. So That's he comes this super way. Super hard to explain to people. They don't understand. While you look at a guy and you're like, listen to me, that guy's gonna fuck that guy up. And people go, What are you talking about? I'm like, they don't listen understand. to me. That guy's gonna like when Anderson Silva first fought Chris Lieben, yeah. I, I remember the odds were like real close. Mm. And I pulled a friend of mine aside, I said, Bet the house. <laughs> bet the house on yeah. Anderson. He goes, Are you serious? I go, Bet the house. I go, bet the house. Yeah. I go, this guy's an, um, an assassin. This is a different thing. You've seen a different thing. I'm telling you. This is, a, this is one of the rare, the fucking sky has to fall for him yeah. to lose. No you know? one knew. That's the thing. No one knew who he was until yeah. that happened. But I'd watch all those Cage Warriors fight yeah. when he was standing in front of Jorge Rivera Ooh. and letting him punch him in the face. He's just rolling with just it, man. Just rolling with just it. Rolling. He standing did it to me as well. Him. People don't understand this. Mm. Like, and they said... Ah, oh, fucking casuals. They said, casuals. <laughs> I like it. And a lot of experts as well have casual brains because they're like, yes. you know, Israel has no knockout power because he hit Henderson Silver in the face clean. I'm like, you don't understand this. Anderson is playing the game. We're, me and him are playing this game. So when I hit him, I didn't hit him clean. I'm not trying to hit him where he is. I'm trying to hit him where he's going to be. Mm. But then he knows that as well. So he'd anticipate that and then pause the distance is just right, so it just nicks him. There's a time Ooh. I kicked him in the face, and I slowed it down on my Instagram. Just went, and just, like, my toe, literally. You see my toes? They're mm-hmm. ugly as fuck. <laughs> like, it just nicked the top lip. And I went, just close, because I felt it. Yeah. I felt my toe nick, and he mm. goes, and we're playing this mm. game. But, like, literally, I was trying to hit him where he's going to be. But then he paused, and then the punch would just, so it looked cool yeah. it looked like but I was like I didn't hit him clean right I, like he just we're playing this game and people don't understand people who've never fought they don't understand that game you're playing and yeah it was beautiful man I love that fight and people I said, love oh, that fight too it was boring I was like fuck that was no. iconic man that was a that was I wish he had left after that fight man because I wanted to be the one the people are silly like, people yeah. are silly that was, just, that was a great fight yeah but that's just, it's just people that don't have an appreciation for movement and like what it takes what it, what it takes most to, people don't know shit about MMA no most people don't know shit about everything exactly yeah I mean there's a lot of people out there that are experts yeah. air quotes <laughs> that don't know shit about what they're talking about yeah. the thing about Anderson and you is god damn I would have loved to see that fight when Anderson was 10 years younger and yep. you, are, you are where you're at right now I'll you tell know? you how it goes how's it go same way it went you know why why He's never had someone do to him what he's done to people. Because mm. th- what I was doing to him, making him jump, making him do... Whenever he did this, mm-hmm. that's all Fugazi. That's yeah, all yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you made me faint. Do you know what Fugazi faint. is? I, I like, I've used it a few times. Yeah. What does it mean? Do you know what it means? No. It's an interesting term. It was uh, <laughs> There was a limousine company in New York, and yeah. they started writing bad checks. 
And uh, so the, those checks became Fugazi checks. It's fake. So when is that some, Italian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. It's, it, was a, it was a limousine company called Fugazi Limousines. Oh, uh, so, so it's not a real word? No, well, is it, it is. Is it a It became Italian an expression. Word? Oh, I see. It just Fugazi. became an expression, Fugazi. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, the, this company started writing bad checks, so anytime that something's fake, it's Fugazi. Oh. Uh, yeah. I learn something new every day, like yeah. FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, so whenever I'd like faint him mm-hmm. or make him jump or right. make him react, you know, like, ah, I got you, he'd be like... Right, trapping hands, kung fu, fifty-two blocks. Right, like, but it was it was no. Well, he didn't. He went through it. his career fighting really good fighters, yeah. great fighters, but never an elite kickboxer. Yeah, never He's, an elite world-class kickboxer, like a world championship caliber fighter mm, like yourself. Not well, not a kickboxer, but definitely some like you said, good fighters. But the guys, all the guys that he beat of that era, they couldn't last in this era. It's a different time now. Mm-hmm. The game has changed. The game keeps evolving, and it, it like. How do I say it? It's no disrespect, but it's just it's it's if you had me in my prime right now, well, I'm not even in my prime kind of in it. How I'm old are you now? Twenty seven? Do you thirty? I know, I try. You look good. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. Likewise, likewise, likewise. But um, yeah, it's just pretty much the game of inches, a game of fake, mm-hmm. a game of ha, gotcha. Right. And I do that better than him. Yeah. I feel that. And dude, this is the guy I've loved and I've, you know, fucking Gagged and jizz about him the whole fucking career. Like he's a fucking <laughs> I use wrong words. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play. Fast forward. <laughs> but um, like I know what you're saying. Literally, like I've I've fanboyed over the guy his whole career and I've studied him. I knew what he was gonna do before he do it. Mm. Like when he tripped me, I was getting up and in my head I was like, okay, here come that flying knee. And then whoop, I did like literally I pressed eject. I was like, get the fuck out of dodge straight away. <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, I'm not and then he's he just hugged the case. Like at one point, even I hit him in the tummy. Oh, no, did he? I hit him in the tummy, and he he touched me in the tummy, and I was like, he goes, let me try. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't catch that. Or even when I, at one point as well, when he put his hands down, and not like we were playing that game, and just went, whoop, whoop, whoop. I went, stop doing that. I threw my hands up. I was like, stop doing that. There's no one on this fucking planet, if you put your hands down and chin up, that I'll tell you stop doing that. But no, hands down, chin up, keep doing that. But right. for whatever reason... I said, stop doing that. And I, I, I don't know why I said that. That's why. That's a question I have to answer like after I retire and see. Because people are like, oh, did you hold back on Anderson? I'm like, fuck no. I, was, I rocked him in the first round. And if I had deadened him, I was trying to. I was trying to win. But yeah. I, I still have love for the guy and I respect the guy. He might not feel the same, but he's, some, he's a I guy that- I think he does. I think yeah. he does. And he, he told me, like, in the, like he, he let me know what to do. He told me, like I said, don't lose focus. And that's why even right now, like I said, FOMO, I'm like- you know, all this shit is cool. This victory tour, you know, mm. parading this shit around. It's nice, but I want to work. Yeah. Mm. yeah that's work, the attitude man. that makes champions. 100%, man. Was it weird being across the cage from him? Knowing him? like Only one, more, one moment. There was one moment, and it was in the third round. And he went to the, he's like, come on. He puts his back against the fence. It's what he did to Bisping. Mm-hmm. And he front kicked him in the face. He's like, come on, come on. It's okay. And then like kind of sat there. And at one point, I was just stood there. I was like, I'm going to wait too. And it was maybe like seven seconds, but there's a split second in there that I was just like, holy shit, I'm fighting Anderson Silva. <laughs> nah. And I was like, 
fuck off. Nah, this is my time. And I beckoned. I was like, nah, right here. Then he came to the center of the cage. And then we kept it going, but look at right there. Yeah. Uh, this right here is gonna live forever. God forever. damn that picture. This is look forever. at that picture. After I'm done fighting with what oh, I'm gonna do in this game. Oh my god. It's for moments like this. Fuck the belt. It's iconic moments that mm. you know, like Ali over um Sonny Liston with yes, Sonny Liston. That yeah. Pictures I got like that, that at home, framed, yeah. signed by Muhammad Ali. Wow. Yeah. See shit like that. I'll yeah. sign this for someone sometime and then Fuck literally yeah. it's gonna be framed. Uh, honestly, yeah. it's so beautiful, man. And I this is Rock Lee. Even something like this, some there's some synchronicities that happen. So this is from this anime the first fight i watched in this can you google this pull it up jamie <laughs> um what is it uh rock lee versus gara g-a-a-r-a this is episode 46 of naruto and it was the first fight i ever watched that got me into the series and what is this anime series naruto i've only seen it online much, it takes too long it's a 720 episode fucking yeah 720 20. episodes yeah so he right so this bit right here he takes the the weights off he takes the weight off or oh, you can watch the highlights and then literally there's some heavy ass weights but he fucks up gara but i did the stance rock lee normally does i did the stance that he normally does in the weigh-ins and anderson stood there like gara but he probably doesn't even know what that is but he just stood there like this and shit like that it's a taijutsu fight it's just like when life imitates art without even trying uh, you know what i mean yeah. and I, I edited it i got some guys you know shout out to cut craft and black print fx they edited it for me to make it look the same as this but literally uh. Yeah, shit like this jazzes me up, man. I'm geeking out right now. Mm-hmm. Fucking nerd. <laughs> Shout out to John Jones. Are you, sorry. <laughs> Do you call you nerd? Yeah, I know. Oh, my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> nerd is not negative, man. Of course. I'm, yeah. I'll take it. I'm a fucking yeah. nerd. I got nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, <laughs> all that. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd, man. Mm. I mean, nerds run the world. Fuck yeah. yeah. Look at Elon. Yeah, nerds <laughs> run the fucking world. I keep real. telling kids, man, like don't peak in high school, man. Especially the nerds. Right. I, I told them I, I've I've spoken at some some schools now, and I just tell them like, look, and New Zealand's got the highest youth suicide rate in the world, and it's because a lot of these kids, like literally, yeah, they think really? they think this is gonna be forever, like whatever they're feeling, the depression, being bullied, being fucked with, and it's different now because of all this shit. Yeah, like it's caught, you know, internet, depression, whatnot, yeah, social media, people attacking you, mm-hmm. and I just tell them like, look, it's it's gonna be fine. This isn't forever. At the end of the day, they will peak now. Like when I go back to where I grew up in Rotorua, when I see some of the kids that used to fuck with me, I'm like, I'm like I was scared of you, right? Like literally, even when I close my eyes now, because like I was, I, I had a late growth spurt. I can see them, I visualize them, and they, I still see them as bigger than me. But when I go back, they're like short and dumpy, and got like five different kids to three different baby mamas, and Ooh. working at the same job for the last twelve years, and I'm just like. Man, you were in the first 15 rugby team. You were the man. I thought you was the man. But no, I'm the man. But I never feel any kind of way of it. I don't feel, only two of them ever apologized, but I don't feel like, because I'm petty. You know, I got chips and dips on my shoulder. I'm that guy. But I don't feel the type of way where I have to like shit on them because I understand kids are cruel. Kids are dumb. And I see it this day and age. I see it. Like They don't even know what they're doing while they're doing it. They just... Fucking yeah. angry little chimps with yeah, hormones, and exactly. they don't know what's happening. I, I know. I would have told myself, "Don't think with your penis." That's yeah. the best advice I give young men because yes. no one tells them that. No one. Yeah. So jerk like, off first, then think 100%. about it. Hundred percent. That's what I, I tell. No. What's this? No nut November bullshit. Oh, that's man. nonsense. What? That's a good way to make. I lost on the first giant day. Mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Three times. <laughs> Fuck all that, man. I'm no, buzzing, man. Exactly. Nah, all that man. tantric shit. You gotta let it go. They let try it to go. keep it inside their body. Nah, that's nonsense. Because then it's age jizz. <laughs> like if you if you haven't jizzed after a while when you jizz look at it yeah it's like uh, whiskey yeah like dried age <laughs> 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 
I'm not going to drink this. I know. I feel mm. bad about drinking it now. It's all right. Dude, what is, yeah, what is that? No Nut November. Get out of here. That's Who a good way that? to stay confused. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of bad choices that yes. month. Yes. Yeah. How many times have guys made bad choices? I was trying to explain this to a woman. She was saying that men are assholes and they pretend to be someone so just so that they could fuck a girl. And then after they fuck a girl, then you see who they really are. I go, yeah. listen, they don't even know who the fuck they are. Say I go, when everything. a guy's telling you that they're in love with you, they're, they're, they mean that in that mm. moment. And then they come and then they're like, oh, mm. what? What did I do? I got to get out of here. Yeah. Like they're not, it's not that they're being deceptive to you. They're being deceived as well. Yeah. I had a whole bit about it that when you have a I've boner, heard it. That you're bit, you, you are like in the back seat of a very long bus <laughs> and there's another dude driving the bus. You're like, where the fuck is he going? Like, yeah. what is, you're Reckless. Like, yeah, you're watching your life take place through a windshield <laughs> yeah. 50 feet away from you. That's what it's like for men. Nah, don't do it, man. Yeah, if you I come, agree. you jerk off first and you go out with a girl if you really nut, enjoy nut, her November. company. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nut, nut, and nut, then, November. Yeah. Wait, who won this thing, by the way, the Sober October? I didn't we didn't have a championship this year. We, all we did... Just for friends. Yeah. We, good, we just good, had good. a thing where you had to do 10 classes and read 500 pages of any books. Okay. We just decided. Because that's cool. See, that's something you can get behind. Yeah. Last year was too crazy. We're yeah. doing cardio seven hours a day. <laughs> What's just, that? Between Tommy and yeah. um, old Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was doing some crazy shit to try and lose the weight. <laughs> yeah. They were all trying to lose weight. Yeah. Bert, I told him if he gets down to 205, he could have the Sober October belt. Hey. Over there. But. What's he right now? He's, he's about 300. He ain't, he ain't <laughs> All you have to do is lose the weight. You get the belt. Uh, I mean, I'm, like, I told yeah, him, I go, fun. I go, he goes, like, we're now about 235. I go, dude, there's guys who fight in the 205-pound division that weigh 235 on Tuesday, <laughs> and they fight on Saturday, and they weigh, they, they weigh in on Friday at 205. Yeah. Go, you can do it. You can do it. But, you know, this Burke on a Burt. Bert's gonna burn. Mm. Yeah, it's a discipline issue. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's coming to New Zealand as well. He's already is been, he the Bert, I can't remember. Birdie, Birdie Boy tour? His yeah, new tour? yeah, the machine tour. I need or something. to get. I need to get a gig out there. Yeah, oh, I definitely. Need to do, hey, my man Tony Angelo said if you want to come through, he can suss it out. Okay. Yeah, now he's he's looking forward to it, but he said like get in contact with him. I was like, I don't know. Well, I'm what plugging I should it, do I'm is plugging it up now. Do a gig and then take a few days and go hunting. Bro, you'd yeah. love it, man. Yeah. Even if you take your kids and just like, there's a lodge out there. Oh yeah? It's really expensive, but I'm sure for you, they'll they'll cut you out. They'll, okay. Yeah, easy as. It's a nice spot. And they'll take you to one of these ranches where, you know, you can get, you, you can either like, my advice, go with Eugene. I won't even come. Like, go with Eugene. He knows like some shit and he yeah. knows the skills as well. Or you can go to these ranches where they have it for you where you can get one of those, like a big red. Yeah. Like, my first time I shot one dead was a big red. And I remember like, we're downwind, we tracked it, took ages. And you're surprised how the guy who owns the land, old man, but he was fucking kicking our ass, man. Like, me and Eugene oh, were yeah. fit, but he's just like a mountain goat, just trekking, trekking. They get like, used to hiking. It's nothing they to do them. it every day. Yeah. And then I get there and then we like, takes about maybe 10 minutes because they're all there in the herd yeah. feasting and then we like flanked it properly we're not was it downwind we're upwind away from it that's the one well, you don't want you, them to smell you, it you want to be downwind so downwind. the wind is coming to you yeah and so the they wind, can't smell us yeah, yeah. yeah and then I remember like hit it boom right there you hit it with a rifle yeah rifle yeah, yeah I don't know how to use a bow yet yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. The Cameron said, it, yeah, Cameron said he wanted to hit me up. Hook you yeah, up? he said, "Well, I'll, wait in time, in time, anytime." You know, I want, I want to fight first. I want to get I'll this done. That. Oh man! But then she dropped right there, there and dead. And then I went up there, and me and my boy Rod as well, my tattooist, he shows me how to like section it up. Mm -hmm. And then there's a slinky in there, like that's we call that um the baby. So you take that out, slinky. Yeah, it's like the baby that the infant that's in there. 
Oh, you've shot a female. Yeah, female. Oh. Yeah, so she dropped there, they right? Call it like slinky? literally. Yeah, right Jesus. there. I think they call it slinky because of the way it moves. I'm assuming so. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you dispose of that because the pig is gonna eat it. It's right. gonna go back to the earth. All <clears throat> right, that kind of right. stuff. And that was the first day, and that was my big red. And the next day, we're going. We're on the fucking what do you call it, the ATV? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know where we see two fallows, the smaller ones, and they're up on the ridge. And then my coach Doug, Doug Viney, he's a K1 champion as well from Vegas, right not? And then I shot it. And I didn't hit this one as clean. So then, like, we have to trek all the way up. Mm. Torn, like, you know, all this kind of shit. You know, what do you call them? Uh, sting a needle. Yeah, Fucking yeah. Fucking annoying. Yeah. And then get up to it and see it trying to, like, eh, oh, the vegan's going to hate me for this. Mm. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then. You had to finish it off. Yeah, I have yeah. to, you know, do the right thing. So I get the rifle, right? And I'm there. I'm looking at it. And then I'm looking through the scope. And then Doug's like, this is up after about 30 seconds. You all right? I was like, yeah, hold up. Just have to. I was like, you're not scared, are you? I'm like, nah. But then I realized the shit's fucking two feet in front of me. I'm using the scope. Oh, like, you couldn't see it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. She was done. You couldn't find it in the scope. And then, yeah. Scopes so are weird. Yeah. If you get too close, you're all fucked well, up. It was just you a, gotta, like a brain fart right moment because I, yeah. I was just used to using the scope. So I'm mm-hmm. like, how oh, the fuck are you using the scope when the thing's right, right there in front of you? So yeah. I just hit it. Boom, point blank. Dead. I had to do the same thing with the first deer I shot. Stop suffering. Yeah. But then one thing I really enjoyed was afterwards when you have to section it right there. And this mm-hmm. is the thing, man. If you can't, my personal philosophy is if you can't hunt, if you can't kill what you eat, don't eat meat. Don't touch it because you don't understand where it comes from. And eventually one day, kind of like you, what you have now, you have your own operation. I want to have my own operation. I want to have my own like land, my own property where mm. I can just like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Freezer, stock it up. Right. Pigs. Organic stab. meat, yeah. yeah, and it's different, man. It's oh, yeah. a lot different, especially when you have to section it yourself. Mm-hmm. The fallow I sectioned myself. The big one I gave to my butcher friend to make like garlic sausages and salami, oh, nice. all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's beautiful. And then, yeah, Rod taught me how to section the. You know, you use your, your hands wet. You put it through the skin, and it acts like a knife. And it's oh, it's it a separate the yeah, soft tissue. It's yeah. actually a good technique. Yeah. And yeah, it was fun, but it's been about two years now since I've been back in the bush because, you know, I've been busy. The nutrition, though, so much stronger. It's so good for athletes, for someone like yourself. My God, that that fallow deer and Mm. stag, that nutrition is as good as it gets. Wild animals. And I think even, I think it was before the um, Brunson fight, because, long story, but like after my debut, I'll go back to this, but like pretty much the, the Brunson fight before it was when I realized how you eat affects how you think and how you feel your mental health oh sure because beforehand before the fight before i started cutting weight i was eating like shit like literally just because you know i cut weight easy so i'm just eating everything whatnot and then throughout that camp i was getting like i hurt myself as well remember i i mentioned at the post fight press conference and then i had to take a whole week off training this is like five weeks out and i had to make the call like fuck we're gonna pull from this fight so we don't leave it too late so they can find a replacement or take a whole week off come back Monday and then see how we feel. And then doing that, I ate right. I ate proper, you know. I was a little bit like depressed and shit like that because of the way I was eating already. But that week transitioned everything just because of the way I was eating and the way I looked after my body. And then when I got back to camp, boom. And I realized through that camp and also reading Charlemagne's book as well, The Shook Ones. Oh, yeah. yeah it kind of helped me. I listened to it. Yeah, I, I listened to it too. I suck yeah. at reading. Yeah. Reading well, that's a good one to listen to too because it's read by him. Yeah. And he's such an interesting orator. Yeah. yeah. And the way he reads it, he's yeah. funny because I listen to Brilliant Idiots as well. So yeah. Just, well, he's yeah. honest. Yeah. 
He's on. I mean, yeah. like for a guy like him to talk about being fucked up with anxiety, it's like yeah. people are like, "What? You? Really? Yeah. You're the guy who talks about crazy shit." Nah, people don't understand, man. Like even my boy Chance, he's with me right now. You know, like for me, I like to because I'm on this journey now. I like to take those that came up with me. I bring them on this journey. Like when I went to Dubai. I brought my brother with me so I can inspire him. I went to Nigeria. I brought AB with me. You know, because he's Nigerian. I told him after this trip, like, be careful because you're gonna, you know, holiday blues. You know, like when you come back from a holiday, you feel like, oh, and everyone, all these Instagram hosts post, take me back, you know, with their mm -hmm. bikini shots and whatnot. I told him, like, when you get back home, you're going to feel it. And I know because I've experienced it as well. After my UFC debut, I literally, my after party was three hours of just, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. And I, at one point, I literally went to go hide somewhere and some guy found me. He's like, bro, you all right? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just chilling. I'm just taking five minutes alone. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, no, nah, yeah, I understand. Eh? And just sat next to me. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> alone it. means you yeah, not exactly. being here, motherfucker. And then after I got uh, home, like, you know, got a bonus, got a nice check from the UFC, and then got depressed. And I'm just like, what the really? fuck? Yeah, like, I'm home alone with my own thoughts and I was like what the fuck bro? I didn't get that I didn't understand it so I, even just because of everything that was happening I started seeing a the therapist straight away just because I felt like no one teaches you how to be famous there's no fucking yes. book about this and I've seen a lot of people athletes movies singers yeah. rappers rise and fall yes. and I'm not going to be one of those people good for you John Charles but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I went to a therapist from October from February to October just to kind of like learn some tools to help me with this. And then so after my first fight, it happened. My second fight, it happened. My third fight, Brad Tavares fight, main event, fucking all the stimulus. It's like coffee. You drink coffee and then you get all the stimulus, you're hyped, and then you come off it and crash. Yeah. I equate, I, I, I equate it to the same thing. And then those tools that I got from my therapist really helped me just kind of like navigate back. So New York was the first fight I got back to my house and I was just like, right, boom. Mm. I know how to attack this. I know what's going to happen. And I was anticipating because beforehand I didn't anticipate the, um, the hype that was going to happen, the wave after the fight. Like after this fight, I already know what's happened. Like I knew it was going to be like more than everything I've done in the UFC already. So I braced for it and mm. I prepared myself and I had the right people and the right tools to help me ease back into my regular routine so i went back home and it was just easy what was the feeling of depression because mm. obviously you had this spectacular result mm. you you won yeah and then but what what was it what was the feeling like what was bothering you if i think about it, my debut when i got back home sit down um it was just like i don't know and I, it's not i hate trust me i love fucking the perks fuck fame i don't like being famous but i love the perks a mm. lot of perks but like when you get back home and I'm with, that's why I like hanging out with my dogs and my cat because they don't say anything. I can just be, I can just exist with them. I don't have to entertain them. I don't have to talk. Right. You know? Contrary to popular belief, I'm not always extroverted. I'm a cuss baby. I'm a crab lion. Cancer Leo. A crab lion? Oh. Cancer and Leo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I can go, you know, both ways, you know, right. hard, soft, right. like a semi chop. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. So I can when I'm home by myself, I'm just very reserved. I like to be yeah. in my own thoughts. I like to be in my own space. Yeah. Kind of like what Jorge had to do in Panama mm -hmm. or wherever he was. Yeah. And the feeling was just not. It's almost I've heard of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm not sure if I'm saying it if I'm using it right, but I don't know. I want I don't want to say that's what I had, but like you almost feel like you don't. 
You don't, don't belong. Yeah, like I don't yeah. belong. I don't deserve this. Every, I think everybody has that. Yeah. So yeah. when I so I had to go through that for my first fight, my second <clears> fight, my third fight, and like I said, it wasn't until the Brunson fight I just decided fuck it, own it, because in New York, yeah. there's this clip on YouTube of this guy, he's walking around Times Square, normal, just chilling. No one pays attention to him, and then he goes to, he goes uh, comes back at nighttime. And then he's hired like security camera crew. He dresses the part, and he's walking around Times Square. He's just a regular dude, like a YouTube content creator. And then everyone's done to like, who's this? Who's this guy? Oh, oh, can I take a photo? Yeah, cool. Take a photo. Yeah, cool. And then like the camera guy goes up to random people and goes like, so how do you know? His name's Brian. How do you know Brian? How do you? And they're like, oh, I saw him in Spider Man. You know, yeah, I, th- I think it was pretty good. You know, and then like so the guy will go to another guy. You know, so what do you think about his last album? And be like, oh, I mean, I didn't hear the whole thing, but I heard a single on the radio, and people just lying through their teeth, <laughs> lying through their teeth about who the fuck this guy is. When they don't even know who he was. Right, right. I experienced that at Deja Vu, fucking crazy, in Times Square, in New York, Madison Square Garden. I experienced that in Times Square, like literally shooting for my brand, Engage, shooting some shots for them. So there's embedded crew around me, my crew around me, and I'm not even trying. And at one point, I kind of just because I'm always noticing everything around me, and I see people like. Some people recognize who I was, and then I saw people like, and I can hear them like, who is he? And the same person will come, hey, man, big fan. Yo, can I grab a pic? I'm just like, all right, take a pic. And the next person, like, and he said, hi, can I get a picture? And just take a picture. And they don't know who the fuck I right. am. Right, they just they know just, somebody likes you. Exactly. They yeah. just, oh, he's famous. Yeah. Boom. And they just want to get that shine. So shit like that kind of humbles you and lets you know. You can get caught up in all that shit, man. Yeah. I talk about hype a lot. And I'm like, fuck it. Just own it. New York was when I decided, like, I'm not going to feel like I don't belong. Just own it. This is my life now. Well, I think what you're doing is you're taking the mentality of a high-level striker and you're applying it to fame. Because you mm. don't want to get caught in traps. You you want to see all the pitfalls. Like if if your chin's up, you drop your hand. If you you have a a tendency that someone can exploit, you got to go, oh, make sure I mix this up. Show them different moves. You, you you don't want to get caught in traps. Yeah, right? I don't want to get caught. Never. Yeah, that's but that is also what happens with fame. Okay. You get caught in your own traps. You set your own traps. Yeah, and I know. I make my own mistakes. <clears throat> I won't crash into a pregnant lady, but I make my own mistakes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking all the shots. <laughs> Come get it. Well, when you and him started going after it, you mm-hmm. and John Jones started going after it on Instagram. I was like, oh no. Let it be known. He started it. Yes, he started it. Why did he start it? I what, don't know. What do you think it was. I think I'm the freshman. I'm the guy that he wishes he was, and he's a fan. Trust me, he's a fan. He's he's my biggest fan, and I think he sees himself. You know, like man, I could have been that cool, you know, if I didn't fuck all this up. And he sees me like the new freshman, getting all the shine, getting all the hype. But he's still the champ. He is, and he's still undefeated. But no really, one, no one really cares really about undefeated. his fights. He is. Oh fuck that he's man! Hamill shit was bullshit. Nonsense. And the man Hamill talking Nonsense. shit at him, talking eh, shit at him. He was just trying. He was just trying to talk. He was just trying. You know, I don't. I mean, Matt Hamill's probably broke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't fought in forever. Yeah. You know, well, I, mean, I get it. Yeah. He just wanted another. He's undefeated. He's a guy. Like I think yeah. when I first watched him fight. Because I was a fan. It was uh, UFC 94, Penn versus GSP2. And he fought Stefan Bonner, Bonner. yeah. And just hit him with some stuff. Hit that, him with that spinning elbow. That hit him with that double up. overhook, mm-hmm. lateral drop. Oh, and I'm just shit. like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. You know? And, the, you know, the comparisons were always going to be there. Like with him and, oh, this is silver with wrestling. Mm. And then when I came on the scene, oh, this is Jones with better striking. I'm like, mm. 
I, and I said it from the get go. I will outgrow those those comparisons. I was like, I will, they're gonna forget about this. So now they're not comparing us. They're saying, ooh, let's watch them fight. Yeah, I like the fight. I said this is July. Um, after the I think it was the MMA awards. I was in my hotel room, and allegedly I might have been stoned. But allegedly. I looked allegedly. Nah, I was fucking stoned, and I was looking across, and I could see Raider Stadium being built. And I was like for whatever reason, just decided that's where it's going to happen. It's such a fucking crazy fight. The way it's going to happen, it's just, boom. Let him go to heavyweight. I'll drag him back down. I'll drag him back down. And I said, like, 2021 is the time because I don't want to disrespect the game. I'm not going to hold up the division. The division has mm. been held up long enough by Robert fucking mm. being sick and being injured and, you know, Romero not making weight and all this shit. I'm like, let me do what Silver did, which was honor the fucking code and actually be a champion mm. and defend the belt. So I'm going to do that. I've done it once against Robert Whitaker double interim champ so I'm gonna do it again there's killers out there I even saw Cannoneer in the weekend and he's a fucking beautiful dude man such a nice guy he's a and very said, nice what's guy what's up brother how you doing he's a killer you know? exactly he's, he's the in, dark horse he's the dark horse he of, is. everyone thinks Romero is everyone thinks Costa is the one nah he is the guy I'm like I'm stalking him I've been watching him man he's another guy that's made a shift mm. over the last year and a half or so Jared's made a shift mm. where he's just become more and more serious more and more dangerous and you watch him like, when he took out Anderson Silva and he fucked his leg up you're like mm. Jesus like yeah He's on on a, he's a on, mission. Yeah. He's on a mission. I see him, man. I'm not slipping. They'll never catch <clears> me slipping unless I slip him and I rip him. He's got fantastic genetics too. I mean, that yeah. guy's a tank. See, I saw when he was fighting this guy heavyweight, and he, he walked was heavyweight. Him down. Yeah, he walked him down with his hands down. Yeah, <laughs> heavyweight. Yeah, he's and a guy. Now he's 185 and that. shredded. Yeah, it's crazy. He looks good, man. My Those man guys snapped back. Go snatched. all the way from heavyweight to 185. That's fucking phenomenal. I think Roy Nelson should have done it. To be honest. But, what do you think about that kid, Edmund Shabazian? Um, I saw his fight. I didn't know who he was till um, I think it was Tim. That, I'm saying his last name right, right? Yeah. yeah. Till um, what's his name? Um, Tim told me like, oh shit. Then I rewatched the fight and I saw. Oh, I, did I see a live? I can't remember. Dude, he's 21 years old. And he old. hit Brad Tavares with the head kick, and that kind of got my attention. Like, oh shit, who's this yeah. kid? Um, he starched him with that right hand. And you know that's what I mean. Like he's at 185. He's 21. Yeah. He's on the come up. Yeah. He just beat. I played with Brad for five rounds. He starts him in one round. You know, I'm not taking that lightly. Yeah, I look at that kid. Eventually, when when he comes up, you know, I'm sure I'll see him at some point. But that's what I mean. I need to get back to work. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I'm, I'm working. Yeah, I'm I working. But like, I want to. You know, you know yeah. the FOMO. I feel oh, like. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I feel cunty as well if I don't train. That is the thing of yeah. pressure. That is the thing of pressure of being a champion. You know, mm. I'll never forget when BJ Penn choked out uh, Matt Hughes to win the title in mm. 170. And I was interviewing Matt in the in the octagon. He was real honest about it. He goes, "I'm going to be honest with you. This is a relief." He goes, the pressure, mm. the pressure of all these guys coming after me for so long. He goes, I'm, I'm glad it's off my shoulders. They're not used to it. And that's why yeah. I said that about Robert. On, I said it on mm. record. Like I said, he's not used to this. Pressure is an acquired taste. It's mm. an acquired taste. Not everyone likes it. It's like caviar or a goosey or yeah. some, you know, Escargot. like. Exactly. People don't yeah. understand it. And for me, before the UFC, there's a hype. You know, I jump in the UFC do my work hype 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 all the way through yeah and i said i've been chopping this pressure for breakfast lunch and dinner it's easy to me the guy's been away the whole time i've been running through the fucking division the time i've been clay you know like staking my claim as a fucking champ and he's not used to this pressure and your comeback fight you want to come up in the biggest show against me mm. i wouldn't even if i was a coach 16 months is too long to put a guy against me. And I said, he's not going to be used to it. And he said, oh, you know, I don't care. You know, this Israel fella is not as good as he thinks he is. I was like, all right, watch this. 
Well, the thing about the UFC is you don't get tune-up fights. Nah. They don't exist. That's why I said I'm going to I'm gonna come here ready because I know they're going to put me in the deep end. They're going to yeah. put me against the guy. So that's why me and Eugene had the plan. Like, we got to be ready for everyone. Yeah. To be honest, I'm glad it happened the way it happened. I'm glad I didn't rush. And people were like, oh, well, you're not the youngest champion in UFC's history. You mean? I'm like, I didn't want to be. That doesn't mean Because if I, if not, like, I'm glad all this shit happened to me not when I was 23 or 24 because yeah. I would have fucked up done way worse yeah. shit, you know? But I'm happy that I matured. I had my metamorphosis when I was 28. And that's when a shift happened for me. That's when I became. China helped a lot as well, like being away from my comfort zone, being in the mainland and Excuse me. Hey. My man. <laughs> Oppa. <laughs> like, China helped me get ready for all this because being a big black man in the mainland, they don't really see people like us all the time. Fighting in my first stadium show in China in front of 40,000 people, mm. being mobbed in China, all that stuff. I just used it as reps. I was like, okay, this is all preparing me for this. This is all preparing me for the big time. Uh, so when this time comes, I got to be ready and I got to roll out. Do you have a very wise mm. way of looking at the future? And nah. I think that's what led you to getting therapy when you started feeling a little weird after yeah. your first fight. I mean, that's a very intelligent to, to, to seek help, to try to figure out, okay, there's got to be a good way to handle this, and yeah. I need tools. Yeah, I And need- there's a stigma around it as well. Even when I mentioned mm-hmm. it, I think I put it after, I put my um on my Instagram story after um my win against Robert Whitaker. I, I went to a therapist that Monday. The session was supposed to last maybe an hour and a half. We finished in 30 minutes because I saw her two weeks beforehand the week of the fight and then I saw her after the fight and literally was like cool I think we got what we needed All right, yeah. I'll see you if I need you again but then people were like oh so brave you know you come out and you know for people with mental illness and oh my god <laughs> hashtag I'm like I'm not yeah. is it not everyone is mentally ill but Everyone has to look after their mental health. Because yes. if you don't, then you will get sick. Yes. Just like your physical health. If yes. you don't look after, if I start eating shit, drinking all day, I'll get yes. physically sick. So if you don't look after your mental health, then you're going to get mentally ill. 100%. Then they're going to put you in a straight jacket. Yes. Then all that, you know, like, yeah. you don't want that. So for me, I just have to look after myself. I don't want to end up like 2007 Britney. You know, oh, shaved your yeah, head. Yeah, all crazy with them. <laughs> you look good with your head shaved, though. I think uh, she looked all right. I, I, I would have smashed. But that's also, I would have uh, as well. But that's a thing where you're dealing with a young person. And yeah. when you said about that you're not the youngest ever champ, I don't mm. think it's good. I don't think it's good to have that kind of un, unqualified success at an, not unqualified, <laughs> yeah. and you don't deserve it, but yeah. unprecedented. At a you young know? age like, like that. Mike Tyson. Like Mike Tyson, he'll talk openly about it, man. Yeah. I mean, now you, you ever, have you hung out with Mike? No, I was supposed to this week, but he's busy. So another time. Well, I look I w- forward to it, dude. Let's do the hot box together. I would be <laughs> happy. For real? Yes, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Dude, he's a nice guy, man, yeah. and he's he's so philosophical about his past. Yeah, and the way he's 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 very. This is garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. You know? I don't even like to think about what I was back then. He doesn't yeah. like to even think about who he was. He doesn't like to yeah. work out. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to bring that ego back. But then you see him life. with Francis and Ghana when he's ripping him. Like, mm, yeah. still, got, he's still it. got it. <laughs> Listen, man. Yeah. But, but he want, apparently he's going to train Francis. Yeah, he said. Yeah. That would be interesting. Fuck, apparently, Gypsy King is going to do MMA. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd love to see it, man. If he can actually like once he gets that first leg kick, he's gonna be yeah. like, "What the <laughs> fuck have I done?" No, nah, you better well get it before you get in the cage. I'll say Did that. Did you ever see Shannon the Cannon Briggs talk about when he yep. fought? Uh, when he fought in K one, I listened to that. Oh yeah. my god, he's like that first leg. I was like, champ. Oh what is no, this? champ. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he spar? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think he, he did. Spar? I don't he think he I'm gonna just did. take this and knock him out. <laughs> he fought Tom Erickson, big cat, was yeah. a big motherfucker, I'm a natural two hundred ninety pound dude. Natural. Oh, he's gigantic. Fuck. Erickson was huge. That's a lay. We have a he guy at our gym, huge. Carlos Alberg, like beautiful, like built motherfucker. He kicks because he's Samoan as well. I think yeah, full Samoan. He Ugh. kicks and man. You don't want to hold pads for him. Oh. Like if you have to hold um, VO2 max kickboxing for him, he can break arms, man. And I'm thing sure. Is, he used to be a boxer. He only just learned how to kick. And now I've been watching him. He's turning his hip over. He's also a former King of the Ring champ as well. Current King of the Ring champ. But like literally he, yeah. Bones. Bone different and muscle. Bones. Yeah. Bone muscle. And bro, oh, you, don't, you don't want that. I was at Beverly Hills Jiu-Jitsu way back in the day in the 90s. And I watched Pedro Hizzo kick the bag. Yeah. And he just. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Pedro Hizzo was Let's kicking the champ. bag. Pedro Hizzo's <laughs> legs are both of my legs glued together. <laughs> They're so big. His I've bones. I've seen him, man. Even now. Even now. Still thick. But he was, in my opinion, the best heavyweight in, in the history of MMA that Best heavyweight leg kicker. Yeah, wow. He would throw leg kicks, and my one is everybody Anthony, would call Anthony Hardunk. Oh yeah, yeah. man. Hardunk what was I used to like master. was his hip. He oh, used yeah. to swing that hip. Oh yeah. But it's a different style, yes. Dutch style. Yes. But I still, I, I do mind. There's many types of leg kicks. People don't know. Mm-hmm. Like there's many types of yes, jabs. You know, yes. there's, there's levels to this. And he had this one where he'd like swivel his hip, like he'd almost just like a Barbie, like take his leg and just mm-hmm. bop. Yeah, like well, literally, just bop. almost like a, a low Brazilian kick. Yeah, almost like a Feitosa kick. Yeah. yeah, but low. Feitosa did. He did the question mark kick better than anybody. Who's that? Remind Glabe me. Glabe Feitosa fought okay. in K1. Okay. Oh, go to um, uh, Robin Black's Twitter page from mm. today. He posted a Glabe Fetosa KO. Glabe, I mean, everybody knew the question mark kick, right? Mm-hmm. You go up the middle and then you go around wow. this way to a head kick. But Glabe would go up and down in yeah. this crazy way. Like his hips swiveled. He had it, he had the dexterity of that down. In, in just this crazy way that very few because like you would have your hands up in a good position he would come over your hands and drop down on your face yeah. at I'm, an angle I've done that before in sparring just like this is years ago I did it I wouldn't say to who did you see like, it on Robin's page he retweeted it earlier today he retweeted his own shit which is hilarious whenever you do that <laughs> it's like when people at you in your own comment I'm like yeah. that's my page why yeah. you gotta at me <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't mean anything, but just fucking pet peeves. I'm a hundred percent giving up on yeah. reading my ads. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't read a goddamn thing that comes my way. You just just spitting into the wind. If yeah. You, you come <laughs> now, at once me. in a while, like if fight week is when I have time. The best one was New York. New York. I get there early, and this guy was already bugging me for because you see, like in the notifications when you you scroll up, I'm mm-hmm. like this guy again. So I was like, all right, I got time today. Boom. I went at him, man. And Who I remember was that? Some fan? Some fan. And he was just like, what was he saying? You know, hey, Israel. And I, I like went on his DMs and I started going back and forth with him. And I screen recorded the, the the interaction. And then eventually after the fight, I think maybe about two weeks after, I roasted him, posted him. Uh. He changed his Instagram name. <laughs> <laughs> and it, shit got reported. I was like, oh, wrong uh. person to fuck with. Like, yeah. I like, like Dana, it. sometimes if I have, if I if I got time today, I got time today. Like John Jones, same thing. One, right. one day I just went at him because he was just going back and forth on Twitter. No bad. He was going forth, and I just kind of ignored him. I was living my life, and like sometime two weeks ago, I was just like, you know what? Hold my beer. 
Well, he's not coming. He's not coming after you unless you're a threat. Yeah, yeah exactly. There we so, go. No, see, watch the video. Play the video. Fetosa. There it goes. Oh. No, watch, no, watch this left kick, man. Dude. Oh. And they does the I've seen that before. I've seen that before on the K one Ultimate Knockout highlights. But watch the the motion of the kick when Robin b- breaks it down. Sweat this. Look at this. Watch this. The final part. Watch this shit right here. Watch this. Wow. Come on, son. Come on. Who the fuck does Boom. that? Globe is the master of the question mark kick to the point where they call it the Brazilian kick, man. Yeah. I mean, but he almost did it different than a question mark kick because essentially he was making it look like he was throwing a body roundhouse yeah. kick. He wasn't like the real question mark kick is like a front kick yeah. that you turn into a round kick. Yeah. But Globe was throwing it like he was throwing it to the body and then last second. Look at this shit. Boom. Right here this is my favorite part. I mean, this is like a whip. What's his background? Kyokushin? Yeah, Kyokushin. Yeah. Look at this. Come on, wow. man. Went I over mean, the guard. Dude. He went over the guard and just like. Better than anybody on it. Better than beautiful. anybody. And, th- and that, wah, that fucking. Yeah. At the end. Finish off. Mabe had, I mean, he had a weird way of moving his hips that you go, man, I don't know how many people can fucking move their hips like that. <laughs> Shakira. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> the hips don't lie. Never. Yeah, nah. this, uh, that was a, I mean, it's sometimes someone that just develops a way of doing a kick that's like mm-hmm. different than everybody else. Yeah. Even, even now, like, Eugene likes to make fun of me. He's like, you're getting old. I'm like, why? He's like, it takes me about a week for my hips to warm up. Before the kicks start to like happen the way they normally should, mm. I'm like fuck. So he goes back and forth with me on that. But I'm getting into. I've been doing yoga for a while. I kind of slacked off a little bit this camp, but off season I'm gonna get back into it just because I'm 30 now. Only mm-hmm. I don't really feel old though. That's the thing. Like you're supposed to magically suddenly sneeze and blow your back out and all this. That's shit. when you're 40. Yeah. Okay. Is that when the you're one? 40? <laughs> shit starts breaking. Everyone, only thing I've noticed is just the hangovers take a whole day now. That's all. <laughs> That's the only thing. Cause you gotta like, get when some I was, liquid IV. Yeah, or oh, Vegas. But yeah. I had to ask first because, you know, you saw that you can't No, have no, no. Plastic. Liquid IV is a, a drink. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's formulated. to pour. water. It's called liquid IV. They just pour, oh. it, pour it into water. Okay. It rehydrates you much quicker. Is it like a brand? Yeah, it's a okay. sponsor of the podcast. I'll get hey, you some of it. hook us up. Doesn't hook us it, up. It, what is it like? It hydrates you two to three times faster than water alone? Yeah, it's like drinking three bottles of water yeah. with minerals and stuff. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah, it's very yes. smart, scientific concoction. I will take that. Yeah, that'll help you. That'll help you. Yeah, man, there's a lot of little tricks you can do to get rid of the hangovers. Glutathione's yeah. another one. Glutathione is, uh, it's. I've heard the name before. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't know what the exact term, what kind of molecule it is specifically, but it's a. Glutamine? Is it a. What is glutathione exactly? Glutathione. But what it does is Science, it, it helps your body break down alcohol at an accelerated rate. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of times people take it while they're drinking. Or. They'll take a liposomal. Yes. Just drink some more. Yeah. Because a hangover. It's that, just that is too. alcohol, yeah. but I don't drink that crazy though. I'm not like an alcoholic or nothing. Well, Doctor Carl Hart explained that to me. Yeah, yeah, he said that's that what a that. hangover actually is is your body's withdrawals from alcohol. Yeah. That's why people say, uh, you know, what's that expression? Uh, something the dog that bit you. What is what is that? Uh, bite the hair of the dog. Yes, bite uh, the, the hair, hair of the dog that like bit that. you. Yes, like so when you're hungover, you have an extra like a Bloody Mary. That's what Bloody Marys are for. Uh, it's bite the hair of the dog that bit the you. The hair of the dog, not bite the hair of the dog that bit uh. you, but the hair of the dog that bit you. So you don't want it, the whole dog. You just want a little bit oh, to just like okay, get you over that hung, yeah. hangover, and that's what Bloody Let Marys. It evil out. Yeah, nice. Bloody Marys are like just a little drink in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit with tomato juice it's and the celery to pretend that you're fucking healthy. You're eating celery. 
<laughs> mimosas at brunch. I don't know how dudes live in Vegas and train yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> Last time I was there, holy shit. So I was there in July for eight days. The first three days, I did my testing at the PI. I was training, you know, no drinking, nothing like that. And then the MMA awards happened. The next five nights, fuck me. I was just, I just wanted to leave, man. But you can't help it because just... You're in there, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, cool. You want to come to this club? Yeah, we got VIP. Yeah, oh, we'll hook you up. That's where Jorge said he saw me at the at the club shirtless. It wasn't inside. It was outside. There was no women around me. It was literally just people in the next booth. Boy, it just looks that way. And he kind of added a little flavor, you know, of what I said. But I didn't say All I said was, like, I know, you know, Yoel's your boy, but I want to see him because he's a bad motherfucker. And I said, I want to fight all the bad motherfuckers of this of this era. Yeah. And he's one of them. So and he not to say he respected that, so respect to that. But I didn't say nothing about, you know, legacy and like if mm. I don't fight him, then I I wanna fight him. I've called him out. And yeah. even he put that other video, like, you know, why are you hiding? I'm like, I'm not hiding. I wanna fucking fight you. I want that fight. I love you. I man. feel like that's the fight right now. I mean, I don't see yeah. anybody other I mean a rebat rematch with Whitaker's hard to sell nah, right now. You starched no. him. Yes. He's gotta come back and do something. The that is the fight. The Whitaker, I think so. I, I think Yoel Romero's the fight I've because Paulo Costa's got an injury. He just had his bicep allegedly. repaired. He, allegedly, I don't know. you don't believe it? Fake, he faked the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Sips tea. <laughs> no, but um, I I just don't believe anything after Icarus, man. Like after seeing ah! everyone, like I don't, I don't believe no one. That documentary fucked my I head up. I saw that painting, man, out there with the Diaz brothers. Everybody yes, on steroids. Everybody's on steroids. Everybody's That's on dose, steroids. Shout out to Dos Brock. Yeah, Dos. I met him. I met yeah, him. Yeah, he's a cool <laughs> he's dude. Crazy dude, man. <laughs> I like how he takes all his pictures with a yeah. bandana over his face. I did one as well. I put the bandana on it. I took it too. <laughs> and I was just like, I see you, ninja <laughs> shit. But um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like he can heal up or whatever, but. Give me your Romero. Yeah, me, I said yeah. it. I've said it. I'll say it again. I'm not ducking no one. I ain't fucking ducking nobody. Give me the fight. Yeah, I don't I've understand the idea that he's lost all those fights so you can't have you gotta a talk fight to for Dana. the title. You talk Dana, to Uncle Dana. Please, Dana, listen to me. That's, you can make that fight. Everybody wants to see it. 100%. And 100% of the hardcore fans want to see it. All you have to do is show a Yoel Romero heart. I will do a countdown for that. I don't do those anymore. I will do it for that fight. Yeah. I swear to God, I'll do I look it for forward that to fight. the challenge, man. That's I the thing. I want that fight. I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it go. because he's. I gotta find his neck. He's a unique those traps. Ooh. I want to find his neck. It's all. It's a I solid hung out with, pole. Um, what's it goes his name? Right into his brain. Misha. Misha Serkinov. Sir- uh huh. I'm telling you, my Peruvian necktie is tight now. Oh. I thought I knew what it was. I thought I had it before because mm-hmm. I used to get it like maybe thirty percent of the time. Yeah. My man showed me some shit, and he also showed me because you see the Gaston fight. Do you know where that came from? Peruvian necktie? No. Tony D'Souza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, D'Souza invented it. I think he invented it. Because if he didn't invent it, he fucking nailed it. And so it became the Peruvian necktie. D'Souza was a beast. D'Souza is one of the lost beasts. Yeah. Like, I used to love watching that guy fight. Fucking Peruvian motherfucker with a big, thick beard. Fought like a savage. Tough as shit. Tough as shit. Tony D'Souza. People forgot it, but they sleep on. There's so many great fighters from the old days that get slept on. But Tony D'Souza is the one. Sort of like, you know, like the the Von Flew choke is Jason Von Flew. But I think you got to rename that the OSP. I want to rename the. I want to rename the Peruvian. Once I do what OSP has been doing, because... Even like um, I've the got thing one is, as I well. I think he invented the Peruvian necktie. I think D'Souza invented it. Yeah, he? he's, he's credited as the uh, modified guillotine choke. Yeah, the Peruvian necktie. Yeah, uh, I think he invented it. The, okay. What it is is for people who don't know what we're talking about. It's kind of like a sideways guillotine where you throw the leg over the head and the yeah. back. It's nasty. It looks cool, man. Oh, it hurts like I hell was doing too. it like this with this grip, and then homeboy Misha showed me how Sir to get Colonel. deep. Mm. 
and then hold it from here. Get Marcelo to the side. Marcelo Garcia style. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the yeah. yeah. Just throw the legs over it and it's so yeah, fucking nasty. Yeah, it's Tony. Man. Tony Ooh. D'Souza. Wow. Old school. Yeah, he figured it out, man. That's he figured it out. And it, it's all about that leg over the head, man. Once you got that leg over the head, to I can leg press the heavy weight, some heavy weight. So when mm -hmm. you put that on, on the back of someone's head and you go, mm, man, yeah, straight away, yeah. it's a nice one. A bunch of people have got it. CB Dalloway's got it before. A few yeah. other guys have got it. Yeah, I saw CB Dalloway's one, Doberman. I saw that one. But mm -hmm. there's, um, like, in, in, in the Gaslam fight, in the last, like, 20 seconds, I had a front headlock on him. Mm -hmm. And I thought about going for a Dosh choke. But I knew Eugene might yell at me, so I didn't. Why would he yell at you? Mm, didn't want you to slippery. grapple with him at all? No, 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 no. Just because I, I had the guillotine, I had the triangle, but it was slippery. And also, I was already winning the striking. I don't want to end up like Frank Mayer when he fought in Nogueira. Well, that was an interesting thing. When you did go to your back, you were throwing up triangles. I was like, this motherfucker's yeah. dangerous off his back. This, isn't a, nothing this isn't a defensive guard. But I was yeah. like, he's attacking. But I kind of knew. I mean, even though I hadn't seen it, I know who you are. Mm. Like, you're not going to be a guy who doesn't have anything off your back. Like you, just, you're not gonna have a hole like yeah. that. You're gonna gotta figure that sure. out. And I'm still like, I'm still learning, man. I'm still a white belt. Like, it took me five years to get my blue belt. You know, Andre Galval gave me my blue belt. Surprisingly, oh, yeah? yeah. But I was like, I'm still a white belt. Did you train with Galval in San not, Diego? Yeah. No, no, I haven't trained there. But he's come over and he, we are, uh, what do you call it, affiliated with a mm -hmm. school. Oh, I see. And they have a program. They don't just give it out, but like they have to like vet them, and they have a really good relationship with my mm -hmm. coach Adam Johnson, my jujitsu coach and analyst, and also Eugene Behrman. So when he saw me rolling and stuff like that, I think he was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, that's great, yeah, blue belt." So yeah, then I bought. Fuck yeah! I was just surprised like to even get my blue belt that day, but I didn't mind. I was like, "Fuck it!" I'm that's still a nice white belt for life. To get it from too, yeah, hundred percent. Get it from yeah. Galval. That's, but, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, and I was even looking forward to train with um, Gordon Ryan. And then when I was in New York, but fucking this thing won't let me. Yeah, like, protect oh, your knees, man. Yeah, you don't want a fucked up no, no, no. knee. No, I don't want to roll with him. Fuck all that. Nah, nah, not rolling with him. Just like swap skills. Nah, yeah. fuck rolling with him. Maybe later on, but like, yeah, nah. like I just wanted to swap skills because you know he they know some shit like some shit about grappling that we don't know. Well, Donahue is a, a legitimate guy, genius. Kiwi guy as well, and He's, he knows some shit. You talk to that guy, you look in his eyes, there's a darkness in that guy's really? soul. I yeah. saw him on the podcast when he's talking to you. He yes. Knows. He's intense, He's man. like Professor X. I was just <laughs> going to say that. He's like the real live Professor X. Dude, he's he's spooky smart, too. Yeah. Spooky smart. So I was going to swap some skills with yeah. um, Gordon Ryan and... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary Tony. Gary Tony. Whoever else. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, Eddie Cummins cool. branched off. He's got his own uh, gym now, but he's another master. Yeah. You know, those guys are that whole, it's really interesting what happened out of that whole gym. That gym really, that was the, the epicenter of the revolution. Mm. They, they sort of started this whole leg lock revolution in jujitsu. What did D Dean Lister say? Why would you ignore 50% of the human body? Boom. And then Donahue was like, that's the, that's the switch. Why, why would you? That's the scene. That was it. That was the scene. <laughs> I mean, it really was because Dean Lister was tapping people with leg locks and heel hooks back when you would get booed. Mm. You know, I remember I, I saw Dean Lister compete in Abu Dhabi in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil in 2003. Mm. You know, and there was, there was oh, not. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Yeah. It was here because Eddie Bravo fought Hoyler Gracie. Oh, that's right. You said, yeah. So I flew over with Eddie. And, um, Isn't that crazy? <sighs> yeah. Dude, I've never been so happy in all my yeah. life. Yeah. Even the I last fight it. he had with, um, who was it? Uh, which Gracie was it? The last fight. Eddie? He, he fought Hoyler again. Hoyler, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He had him in that, in, in that, oh. um, the that split Hoyler thing. Hoyler didn't wouldn't tap. He had him in what's called the, uh, what is it called? I don't know all the 10 planet names. Yeah. It's so much. But, yeah, he had his legs like this, and I could see his groin like oh. about to tear. Well, his knee was fucking 
I forget. It's some nuclear word. I forget the word yeah. they use for it. <laughs> so, yeah. for the, vaporizer. The, vaporizer. That yeah. is it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I knew dude, it was in there somewhere. Dude, he was ripping yeah. Hoyler's knee apart. And as a person who's had three knee surgeries, I was watching it. Was going, yeah. just I was like, please just tap. Just tap. It ain't worth it. It's he the wasn't pride, tap. It's the pride. But he wouldn't tap it with anything. Remember when he fought yeah. Sakuraba? Sakuraba had a in a deep Kimura way behind his back, oh, yeah. all up like this, where it looked like his his joints were ripping apart. He wouldn't tap, and I've they stopped that. the fight. Yeah, they stopped the fight. They have to. Well, they didn't have to. Let him get his shit ripped up. You know, <laughs> no, it'd be like some shinny. Remember when uh, Mir did that to Nogueira? Oh, bro, snapped his arm. Bah! You Same can see shit. it. Like, it's just like uh, yeah. boom, pop. Yeah, there's that moment where it's just like fuck, it's gonna go. Looking at his arm like this. I mean, uh, Minotaur's looking at his arm like this, like oh, is it? Is it? Oh. Yeah, I mean his arm's never the same again. Nah. I mean that's that's a when you get that upper arm snapped, like mm. God damn, that's a bad. That guy's bone. a guy. He's he fights like a zombie. He's the original yeah. zombie. Here it is. He don't go. Do you, you, this is Eddie is tearing his fucking knee apart. Fuck. I mean if you if you don't if you've never experienced what this feels like, I've only experienced it a couple times. It's a terrible feeling, man. It's a terrible feeling. It's hard to explain what's going on here, but oh wow, yeah, his knee, you can see that, yeah, is sideways and being mangled oh, by Eddie's, fuck and, all that. and he's just Look. and Eddie said it kept popping, and Hoyler's just dealing with the pain, like right fuck, there. He, that's oh deep. my that's god, deep. that his knee is tearing that's apart. That's mental fortitude, man. Yeah, oh man, that whole family, that yeah. whole family's savages. I mean, there's never been a family that's revolutionized martial arts the way mm. the Gracie family did, and Hoyler was the most successful of all the Gracies when it came to competition. He he was He's a multiple-time world champion. Of course he is. Look at his fucking <laughs> knee, man. Eddie Bravo's mangling his knee, and he won't tap. And Eddie's telling him, just tap, man. He's like, it's fine. It's normal. He's like, dude, your leg just popped five times. He's like, it's normal. Fuck. Like, he's tapping it again. Eddie's got him wrapped up. That's nasty. And this is some shit Eddie invented. This yeah. is what's crazy about all of this. <laughs> I mean, Hoyler, to his credit, just would rather get his knee torn apart than lose. When's the last time the Indian came out? <sighs> Eddie? Probably a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> man, you got to have him back on, man. He's I funny. love him. I yeah, love that especially guy. Especially the fight companions. We were just talking on the phone the other day, and I was yeah. driving to this area where the cell phone was about to cut out, and he was telling me some crazy conspiracy. Oh, no. And I was like, bro, 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 I love you. I got to go. My phone's about to cut out. <laughs> I love you too, man. I'm sorry. I chewed your ear off. <laughs> <laughs> I love he's, to be in one he's day. He's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. He loves conspiracies. He loves yeah. conspiracies. Like, it's like his family. Number one, jujitsu. Number two, conspiracies. conspiracies. It's <laughs> What's right. the new one? Maybe his friends. Number three, Epstein and then conspiracies. Oh, everybody. Look into it. Everybody's into that. See, one. I don't know too deep about it, but even fucking a, a chimp could tell you. He <laughs> My dog, Marshall, could tell he you. He knows some like, shit. <laughs> 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 fucking look, man. That guy, Bill Clinton, <laughs> flew with that guy twenty-six confirmed times. Twenty-six. It might be twenty-eight, but mm. twenty-six confirmed times. Mm. I, I read that. I'm like, bro, I didn't follow it with my mother twenty-six mm. times. Nah. How's this guy fly with Bill? Bill Clinton flew with a pedophile mm. twenty-six times over the period of to like some just island, a couple right? of years. Fuck Island, they yeah. called it. Fuck Island. That's, That's what everybody else called it. All right. How to defend against suicide? <laughs> 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 I'm loving these memes, man. Yeah, they snapped that guy's yeah. fucking neck, man. Yeah. Is that Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
another one. <laughs> Yo, they snapped that guy's fucking Shit. neck. They said his neck was fractured. They mm. said the, the how can you do that bone. from hanging yourself? You can't. How do you how do you, you hang can't. yourself in jail, dude? They come out eventually. Dude, even Michael Shermer, who's like a professional skeptic, he's the editor of Skeptics Magazine. Okay. he said it's probably a conspiracy. Even him, yeah. he said what the cameras were down. The cameras weren't Just working. Happened what? to shut yeah, off at come that on. time. Get the fuck out of here! They killed shit, that man. dude. They killed that dude. No one's talking about it. Mm. No, everybody's like. No the news. What? I mean, there's that leak where that uh, ABC reporter was saying that ABC squashed the story three years ago. That yeah. was just I saw, I just saw got it, um, released. Hillary mic. was on Trevor Noah, and he kind of asked her. Yeah, he joked around with her. Yeah, but so, she laughed about it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I thought it was one of those. Um, what do you call the thing? The deep fakes. Mm-hmm. But it, it was real. No. Well, uh-huh. here's what's crazy. She knew that guy. Yeah. She knew that guy. And that guy w- was most likely murdered in jail. Mm. And she was laughing about it. Yeah. Like, because Trevor Noah said, how did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, but they were and cool. she's like, ha, 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 yeah. ha. But that's like, imagine if you knew someone, like, and your husband was flying around mm. with that guy. And this is like a someone you know, you, you got to know pretty well. Like, you've hung out with him at cocktail parties. Like, you know, like maybe... You've known him for years, and then that guy gets murdered, and then somebody asks you, "How'd you murder him?" and you start laughing. Like you gotta that's be weird. You gotta be a cruel, <laughs> yeah. heartless person to think that's funny. That's yeah, it's weird. Just a joke about it. Yeah. That's weird. She did the same thing with when the Gaddafi stuff. That was even like that was response. different though <laughs> yeah. because that wasn't a joke. And she, no, no, yeah, know, yeah. The, she said, "We came, we saw, he died." Yeah. Ha ha ha. But that was someone that wasn't her friend. Right, Supposedly. that's someone who wasn't a friend. Mm. Right, this was someone who she knew, and you know, Trevor. No, and listen, the way the Daily Show works, for sure, they told they her. told her beforehand. Yeah, 100%. I was like, they couldn't have sprung that on her. No way, no way. You don't spring shit on yeah. Hillary, goddamn Clinton, when she's on had all the questions. Central show. Yeah, play that so she would be ready yes. for that, and then like, oh, ha 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 ha. ha, ha. She's got to know you respect her. Yeah. She's got. I mean, there's no way she's coming on that show unless yeah. she knows everything's going to be okay. So when they. They brought that up and she starts laughing. She knew that shit was coming. Yeah. I guarantee you, guarantee you, guarantee you. They they're not free balling on yeah. that show. She's it'll come out later on. I'm, I'm sure it'll come out later on. Some people know too much, man. Yeah, way too much. It probably will be one of those decades later things we mm. find out. You know that some some guy on his deathbed says he killed Epstein because yeah. Clinton paid him off. Or, <laughs> you know who the fuck knows? Who knows who that guy? Who knows what that guy knew? I mean mm. that guy that. That guy was a professional blackmailer. Mm. You know, I don't know who he worked for. I have no probably idea. Probably there's more. Like, fuck yes. on might just be the tip of the iceberg. Fuck yeah. There's probably a whole shitload of things we fuck have no idea yes. about. Yes. Fuck yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised all that kind of stuff gets into politics as well with like um sex trafficking and whatnot. It's like, right. really? Well, I think we're billionaires. Well, you, you can get a guy like that. Like, here's a lot of these guys. This is my thoughts. A lot of these guys are freaks. And then they're in the public eye, so they have to maintain the proper position. We know Bill Clinton, during the 90s in particular, there's no internet. He, he was fucking like, he a, fucked. he's just fucking up a storm. He was a wild man. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a, a few alleged rapes. Mm-hmm. You know, a alleged. few. Yes, alleged oh, sexual assaults. Alleged. Allegedly. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, but there's women that are accusing him of sexual assault and rape. Mm-hmm. So you got the Monica Lewinsky things. You know he's a freak. Yeah. He's getting his dick sucked by 20 year olds in the White House. Relations I did not woman. have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. He was, <laughs> and, then, and then when they bust him, he's like, well, as to what I thought sexual relations were. Uh, like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. But th- you got to think, 
there's a lot of those dudes out there. Yeah. That, that's why they get into politics in the first place. They're yeah. all in their 60s, so they got into politics in the fucking 80s and the 70s. Yeah. They got into politics because they wanted to fuck. Yeah. They wanted to be the king. They wanted to be Big the guy dog. with all the power. They wanted to be the alpha. And so then all of a sudden the rules change because of the internet. So mm. then they got to figure out, oh, I'm a Jesus. I can't yeah. do anything anymore. What the fuck? That's what why they all do dying I now. do? So what they do is they find a guy who's going to take him to an island where there's no rules. Hey, man, Jeffrey Epstein's got this place. Mm. He brings in these girls from Czechoslovakia, and they suck your dick until your head explodes. Fuck. Let's do it. <laughs> Woo! Next thing party. You're on the fucking the boat headed to the island with Clinton. You know? What a life. He had an island. Yeah. Where do you get that island? No one knows. I don't even know how you buy an island. You don't. The yeah. fucking intelligence agencies <laughs> give you money. They give you an island. They set it up. Yeah. Someone from some agency, whether it's Mossad or CIA or whoever the fuck it was, yeah. they had a concerted effort, most likely, to try to bring these creepers, bring them over there, tempt them and with pussy. them. And he know how to do and it. I think they probably do it as well as like having shit over them. Yes. So that way they can have like. They can get them to do things for them. Exactly. Decisions, mm. bills that need to be passed. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, fucking drones. Like, even shit launched. like, example, the, the marijuana reform. I'm like, look, we all agree now, like, you know, everyone smokes. Everybody, you know, like, not everyone, yeah. but like, everyone's doing it. So they're going to legalize it. Can't they just have like a group chat or something and be like, okay, all opposed, say nay. All for it, say aye. Why does it have to take so long? Well, the concern like is pharmaceutical companies have a massive concern about loss of income. That's a big one. 100%. Big one. Even in New Zealand right now, it's taking so long to get pushed. And I think they're at the, at the tail end of it. They can't hold back anymore. It's going to mm. fucking burst. Yeah. It's going to burst. That's what it is. It's going to burst. It's, they it's, can't it's, hold it's it. those people have to set up their own uh, businesses and whatnot. So that way, when it comes through, boom, they're first in line mm. to cash in the most egregious example of that is what happened in his home state of ohio ohio tell, tell them a story about what they did well i'll go on well i've actually been since we brought that up the last couple of days i've been reading that was like some misinformation and that's not what? exactly how it even is but, but what so, so i don't know oh i'm not so, there again like we're not there so i don't know the exact but the the bill was making it so that only I a think few that's companies the one that didn't pass a few years ago and the one that passed it's got oh, right. different stuff oh no no yeah, i know yeah, that okay, okay. but the yeah, one yeah. that was proposed for correct the yeah. most egregious mm. example they proposed a bill to legalize mm. marijuana but no one could grow it. Only a couple companies could grow it, and they would make all the profits. Why? Exactly. So exactly. no one can grow it. Well, it's just a horseshit. And it, by the way, this is forever. Like they were like for life, bitch. Really? For no. life. Yeah. Their their idea was that they were going to monopolize Corn the state of, the of market. Ohio. That's uh, all bullshit. And everybody man. was like, "Fuck you." You know, yeah. which is we'll wait. We'll I like wait. When bitch. I went to Muscle Farm, I was at um, this was in Denver, where uh, what you call it um, Muscle Farm. What's the name of the team? Like Dillashaw's team, team Elevate. Elevate. Yeah. yeah. Like right next door is this big hangar. And I'm not a scientist, but the <laughs> smell in the air. <laughs> Were they growing skunks? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> literally, I was just like, they're growing weed. 100%. 100%. Like, 100%. literally, you could smell it. I was like, yeah. And Bro. it's now minty, man. Yeah. I love the smell. Oh, it's a beautiful smell. Yeah. Warren And the weird thing company. as well is like, as a kid, because of what I was told and what I was perpetrated, whenever I'd smell either beer, because I didn't used to drink till I was like, till I found bourbon. I don't like beer. Long story. But then I didn't drink or did anything. I was a goody boy. You know, I still am a good boy. But once I smell 
weed or beer or anything it reminded me of homeless people like oh you're uh. dirty because uh, of what I was taught as a kid but then as an adult now I'm like where the party at <laughs> <laughs> yeah want to relax mm. think different chill bro yeah relax. Well, weed is a great one man because yeah. it makes people more like uh, more comfortable with each other mm. makes people friendlier it, it sort of I only uh, smoke around certain people like I don't yeah. from, that's just for me personally because I if I don't feel comfortable like if you know you can get into a situation I'm just like why is that guy on his phone? Because sometimes you see yeah. people like, this is the worst one, man. Now these days, people are just like this, and then they just, you see their phone just like. Right, and you know they're filming you. Yeah. I'm like, why, is your, why are you texting this way? <laughs> you ain't got to text this way. That's so common. It's weird, man. I'm sure you get it all the time. You get all the time. Uh, I would love to do deep bong hits around Donald Trump. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. bro, you don't have to smoke. Just hang out in the room with Let's me. Let's see what's I'm up. Just, just you could probably take a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Now about these kids in cages, but even just talking to him yeah. high as fuck would be weird. Like, bro, would you? Why don't you just quit? Mm. Come on, man, just get out. Nah, he's one of those guys. Get he out. likes the game. He likes the game. I'm sure he's he does. my favorite comedian of this year, man. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter just because of the shit he says. Like, it's fucking hilarious, man. You can't not respect it. He says some funny shit yeah. for sure. One of the funniest things he ever said was when he put when he was thinking about buying Greenland. Yeah, and he put a picture of Trump <laughs> Tower. He goes, "I promise not to do this." Trump Tower in the middle of Greenland. Uh, I was laughing my ass off. That's funny. Donald. Trump has reportedly discussed making the Apprentice White House. Holy shit. <laughs> Ratings. Can you imagine if new? he turns the White House into this a set today. for a reality show? <laughs> that Holy <is> a <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Oh, Who's that dude? That's, uh, producer Mark Burnett. Oh, that's Mark Burnett. He's yeah. buddies with him. Yeah. See, I knew him from The Apprentice. I watched the first two yeah. seasons when I was a kid. Yeah, you're fired. Yeah. I remember that. But That's his that's his move, man. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard some other things after that. Him. I guess. You said you were going to do that, but you didn't do it. Well, they offered it to me when I was hosting Fear Factor the second time around, which mm. was like 2011. But I talked with my family, but I didn't want to live in New York for three months and yeah. all that nastiness. I was like, I'm not interested. I'm not Fair. interested. You know, I didn't want to pull my kids out and have them go. I just, just didn't Were they born seem, and raised here? Yeah. It just oh, yeah. didn't seem like a smart thing to do. It mm. just seemed like something I'm going to be annoyed with. Yeah. I didn't want to be angry at anybody. I'm just not that guy. I can't I feel do that those. Way now, man, it's months I, and months of yeah. your time. For me, it's like I want to get fighting done. Like after my fight, I kind of like because we're in Marvel Stadium. I kind of said something about Marvel. Like you know, I'll see you guys soon or whatever I said. Yeah. But after fighting, I, right now, like I said, they're coming for me. So yeah. I gotta make sure I don't want to end up like some others in this game where they get that you know distracted. Yeah. And look at you know Hollywood and the shot. So I get some offers coming to my table right now, and I'm just like. Yeah, nah. Those cautionary tales are they're they're so readily available for you to consume. Look Heaps. at Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Ronda Rousey's the best example. She's yeah. on top of the fucking Paved world. The way. They all came coming and she said yes to everything. Yeah. She was doing everything, man. She was doing movies, she was doing interviews, she was mm -hmm. writing books, she was doing and you know, one thing you gotta give it to Conor McGregor. I mean mm -hmm. Conor McGregor said no to all that shit when he was on top. He said no to all that shit. I've learned from her, from him, from yeah. John from Silva yeah. from everyone mm -hmm. like I've seen the highs and the lows of this game man and like mm -hmm. I said I'll make my own mistakes but guess what I'll bounce right back I always will but I, you, it's better to you'll learn from the less. mistakes you'll you, make less the way from, you're approaching things yeah. you will I know me <laughs> actually Eugene <laughs> he sees me every day like that's why sometimes I'm like like the same rhetoric I'm your biggest fan or you inspire me or this and I'm like I appreciate that. If you can take inspiration from the story that that you've seen through TV, through media, fuck yeah. You know, go hard. I'm right. sure. Is it weird still seeing your face on people's stomachs? It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a guy. Um, I was him, Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. He's got my face on his thigh. Oh. I met him in a club in Auckland. And 
Yeah, I flew him out, him plus one to my last fight, just because I was like, <laughs> fuck. Good for you. Uh, yeah, but I'm like, I got to have to tattoo his face on my thigh now. I don't know. That would be a that. thing. Like, if you get a style bender tattoo, you get a free ticket to don't your Don't put it out defense. there. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> how many people, how many people you uh, think would do that? It's crazy motherfuckers who do it just for the low. Just yes. like, oh, yeah. I did it. And then, right. Like, no. And just for the free tickets, too. As Israel Adesanya, the last style been incorporated, I do not agree with the sentiments of Joe Rogan in the last speech. Mm. Um, we, ha- we would have to do prove. Do it at your own risk. How about this? We'd have to prove that you got a tattoo of style bender before, before this day. Before I blew up. Before, before I blew this up. day. Yeah. So this is like, you can't do it it's after only two. you hear us it's talk only two. about it. There's only two. That's I can't remember the other know. guy's name. That's what you on. know. You only know about two. Actually, three. There's one chick from somewhere in South America, the Brazilian oh, girl. Shit, I chick. can't remember her name. She's got stabbing on her arm. So How she look? She's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember her name, but shout out to Mamacita. So if you were fucking a girl who had yeah. your name tattooed on her, that's dangerous moves. Even that's Dylan, dangerous moves. That's Russian roulette yeah. right there, son. Or even if a chick has like maybe your face on her back or something and some guy's hitting her from the back and it's right. just like what the Whoa, fuck is this that's rough it's a third eye looking there yeah. <laughs> looking ah! <in> the <laughs> that's rough <laughs> a girl with your name on it though yeah. if you if you met up with a fan who had your name tattooed or your face tattooed on her who that's risky that's rushing you, we met with you, four bullets I make sure people are around for that one yes you know, everybody allegedly i don't want to catch no bill calls yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so i have my hands when you take a picture you're just like yeah you do the keanu reeves yeah. do the, the air float <laughs> the floating hands yeah. yeah catch no bill calls uh, i know they're coming man i know because i've already foreseen everything that's kind of happening and i yeah. know this kind of shit's coming so i just have to make sure you know like Addison says, stay focused, you know, dog yes. my eyes, cross my T's, don't make sure they don't catch me slipping. Well, you're looking at it the right way because mm. you realize that right now you're at the this it's like a funnel, right? Mm. You're at the opening of the funnel mm. where it's just gonna go the options. Because you're you know, you're newly crowned as the champion. Yeah. And as you defend the title and start murking motherfuckers and become bigger and bigger and bigger and then the UFC puts you in more and more promos, your pay-per-view sell more and more, mm. you become an international star, then it yeah. gets crazy. Yeah. Then, then you can't go anywhere and people are screaming when they see you walking to a restaurant. Even you know? after my press conference in Melbourne before the fight, after the press conference, the one that the guy with the megaphone was fucking, fucking with me on, after that, that night... What was he doing? Yeah, just some... I'm sure someone planted it because even I asked Robert after I was like, "Did you pay that guy?" He's like, "Fuck no!" I was like, "You should have," because he had a <laughs> megaphone, <laughs> and the whole time he just kept on interrupting me and one. Then I was going back and forth with him, but I liked it because guess what? If he wasn't there, it would have been a boring press conference because right. Robert's saying he's not going to say shit. Right. He backtracked already. But after that press conference, I lit up in the alleyway, smoked up, then I walked around Melbourne with my AirPods in. And I just walked around the city, and at one point I just sat at the tram stop because it didn't, so I can just sit there, and people were just going back and forth, and I could just sit there and look normal and just like soak it all in because I know eventually I won't be able to do shit like this after yeah. my debut in in Perth. Did the yeah. same thing after breakfast the next day, just walked around, just enjoying the view, enjoying just being me because I'm not saying I'm gonna blow up, but I know I'm gonna blow up. So You're I know, blow up. yeah, You're gonna blow up like ISIS. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you just gotta understand what it is and it's going to get confusing and what you said earlier about fame is very very smart that Mm. you said no one really tells you how to prepare for that Mm. and what about you how'd you deal with it when you were young (sighs) i got a slow drip i got fame and a slow drip yeah i got a a a tolerance for it because Mm. i became uh i was on television in 1994 and nobody knew who the fuck i was i was one of eight people on a not so successful sitcom 
It was a great sitcom, but it was not so successful. And then I had a couple little television gigs on stand-up comedy shows, but nothing big. And so I would, I could like kind of sell a weekend at a club, but I had to do morning radio. I wasn't famous, yeah. but I was a little bit known. Mm. And then Fear Factor came along. That was a big jump. That was Not a big jump. That... Yeah, that was a big jump. Mm. That was a big jump because then I was on a giant hit television show that was iconic. It was on for six years, 148 episodes. It was a, that was that family was a, time. That was a big jump. But mm. then there was um, the the podcast, which came after all that. And the mm. podcast was like a slow run. It was like it was slow. Nah, you were famous before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. famous, but then the podcast changed everything. So how'd you deal with it from the big jump from you know just a comedian, a comedian to Fair Factor guy? How did you like? I used to. I just got used to it, and really? I'm also like you in the sense that I don't, I don't want to get caught up doing stupid shit. I don't want to think about things the wrong way. Yeah, you gotta get it. What's going on? She's so, your girl's in the window. Who that? Five more minutes? Is that what she's saying? Five oh, more. Do you have something, a hard yeah, out? Yeah, they're working me. In New York, literally. They're uh, working you. Yeah. <laughs> Off the chain like a runaway yeah, That's why I don't like publicists being around. Yeah. Get no, out I didn't, of know, here. I didn't know she was going to be here, but I don't Get mind. Out of here. <laughs> they, they working no over way. here. Get nah, out of um, here. Yeah, she had but, five minutes. Fuck. But fame is, is a trick mm. that works on other people, but it shouldn't work on you. Mm. You got to know who you are. Hundred percent. That's the thing. If it works on you, you're fucked. Yeah. Because it's like if you're a magician, you really think you pull the rabbit out of the hat. Well, <laughs> 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 you fucked now, man. You're living in a world of nonsense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think one thing that helps is martial arts. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu helps. Like oh, when you go you. get strangled all the time. I fucking that helps. hate that word, man. Honestly, yeah. it's so overused. And I've said it but before. I'm like, I'm like, what's humble? Because I've asked, right. and especially in New Zealand, there's this culture of like. People even like they they don't like me because it's oh he's not as he's not humble like a, a true Kiwi he's not you mm. know like the All Blacks you know humble and what they mean and I've asked people this what does humble mean and someone said oh you know you just don't brag I'm like Ugh. they just mean downplaying your success yes you know so if anyone like me rocks up and just I'm owning it I'm like Fuck you're it. owning it yeah I'm the champ I'm the man you are I'm the being champ. the champ you're him and then they say oh no nah, he's not humble but I tell you what. Humble is when I have Dan Hooker on my fucking neck, hangman. Yeah. Humble is when I have Stephen Warby cracking me with an uppercut. Mm-hmm. Humble is when I have Carlos kicking me in the body and making my liver go, Ugh! that's true humility. Yeah. But me, like, trying to act, you know, dull my shine just to mm-hmm. make someone else feel comfortable, that's not humble. And I see that as a problem with that, like, crabs in a bucket thing. When, yes. when Kamaru was about to win the title uh, a reporter asked me like you know oh does a part of you hope hope that uh uh kamaru loses so you can be the first nigerian middleweight champion i was like what fucking what uh, what reporter I, said i can't that remember but it's in the press conference they asked oh. me and i was like i don't think like that that that's that doesn't no no but that doesn't work yeah he was yeah. hoping i'd say yeah, something like yeah, that yeah. he was trying to yeah. i see them i've banned someone already like i don't do any interviews with them if they talk to me i just Next, I, you know right. that that episode of Black Mirror where you block someone. Mm-hmm. I've blocked him. Good. I want to report with that. You know, record with that as well. Yeah, they tra- they take a cheap shot and they don't understand. Mm. Like that's you, man. Now you're yeah. that guy that takes those cheap shots. Yeah, and everybody's gonna remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, me. you think you're just trying to get make some noise, make a little pop, but you're nah. you're creating bad energy. And also, for no reason. it's not you're trying to get something for now. You're not thinking of longevity. Yeah, because in the future, I'm not gonna talk to you now. What is it about Nigerians mm. that? Why why are Nigerians so clever? All mm. these internet scams. Like when you hear about internet scams, it's yeah. Nigerians. Yeah. 
right? Nigerians come to America. They're one of the most successful groups of immigrants yeah. in uh, all, you, all the fucking countries, 100 yeah. plus whatever countries. Nigerians murder it when they come to America. There's yeah. something about there's a work ethic, but there's also a cleverness yeah. to Nigerians. Like I've, what, said it, I've said it before. I'm the runt of my people, brain-wise, body-wise. Because when I went back recently, honestly, man, you see people who are just bricklaying and they're jacked. They are ripped, some of them. And they don't maybe have the best nutrition, right. you know, but they, there's something about the genetics of our people. It's a warrior race. And I, I don't say that lightly. I'm just being honest. Right. It's different, you know? And I think also the culture, because I was doing algebra in school when I was like seven. And then I went to, I remember when I, when I first moved to New Zealand, Form 1. I had to do Form 1 in three different countries. So I started Form 1. I don't know how, what you guys have here. Form but, 1? Is that like first grade? Uh, I don't know how it is. But pretty much I was 10 years old. And I moved to Ghana for a little bit. And I had okay. to repeat it again. Then I moved to um, New Zealand. And I had to repeat it again. Because they said, no, he's too young. He can't be doing that. But thing is, I wasn't even the smartest. I was the bottom three in my class. So I wasn't the, smart of the uh, smartest of the bunch. In Nigeria? In Nigeria. So when I came to New Zealand, Form 1, remember my first thing in school, they had a test, like you know, early workout or something, or one of the first weeks in school. And we had to do times table. And I knew the song in my head, so I just like finish miss. And then all the kids like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm just like, the fuck? And then like they all thought I was this fucking savant, this genius. And then like they start asking me questions like, you know, do you brush your teeth? I'm like, <laughs> yes, I do. You do know? you brush your teeth? Do you do like back home, do you ride on lions and i went home and i was like mom these fucking kids are dumb like all these white kids are stupid like i didn't know i didn't understand i just thought like you know i right. do regular shit like i but they didn't understand me so yeah my people are different man honestly and i'm, I'm like you've seen it and i'm telling you man especially right now that what i want to do in nigeria i really i want to introduce them like take the football soccer ball out of their hands and just show them some gloves mm. we have some great boxes we have this thing called dambe which is Nigerian wrestling, kind of like the Senegalese type wrestling oh, with some, okay. some beasts. But Dambe, you know, they wrap rope around the one hand, just one hand, and they just pull with the other hand, and they wrestle, and they throw strikes. But also they have, like, some juju, some black magic, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, they sprinkle that in there. I got my own as well at 3 a.m., you know. <laughs> but um, literally, I, I can't wait to, like, show them, like, because uh, when I went back, I, I, I was trying to just chill, low-key, mm -hmm. sneak into the country, but my dad said it can't happen. They're watching you. Everyone knows right. who you are. From the airport, all the area boys, ah, Israel, this on ya. Oh, my God. Ah, can I take a photo? Police officers showing what's up, showing love. Crooked police officers, some of them. But they're showing what's up, showing love. And, like, I didn't realize, like, they, they stay up till 4 a.m. to watch me and Kamaru fight. Wow. They're staying up. And it, I've, I've always said I wanted to be the guy, like, what Pacquiao was to the Philippines. Yeah. You know, the way... When he fights, the whole country shuts down. Crime drops, everything. Yeah. I want it to, be, like, I feel like after this now, it's going to keep blowing up. And I'm going to go back next year. I'm going to go back next year. I'm going to, I hope, I, I hope they see the possibilities. Because I'm telling you, man, the countries, it, I mean, it was um, Brazil at first in the early stages of MMA. Then Japan. Then America. Then, you know, like, it always goes back and forth. And then, you know, the Oceania people right now, we're doing some work. But I'm telling you, once, not just Nigerians, once the Africans, once they start stepping in, it's going to be like when 50 Cent dropped in the club and it killed the whole game for a while. Like, honestly, I'm telling you, like, they're going to run the game for a long time. For a long time. And I'm I'm happy to be a guy that's kind of, like, paving the way. It's crazy, though. What was it like going back there, being the champ, going back there? 
it was beautiful. Like just seeing my people, it's different when you're in Vegas and oh my god, dude, I'm your biggest fan. Oh my god, right, take right. it. But it's different when you see like a kid just in shock that you're even standing there. Like just in shock that you're in his presence. And for me, I don't see myself as a stylman. I'm Israel Adisonia at the end of the day. But when they're looking at you and just like you know, and this kid, I remember, like, he was on my Instagram. He was kicking the bag, and I just showed him. I tweaked him. I just told him just to turn, pivot on the foot, stand on the toes, and turn the hip. Literally within a minute, he improved his kick like that. And I got it on my Instagram somewhere. But, man, I was really impressed. And that was just a little snippet of the of the, 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 the creativity of our people. Look at that. The way. Oh, man, this is going to make me cry. That's beautiful. This is my old primary school, man. Like, going oh. back here, I was looking. At, I used to hide there for hide and seek. And wow. everything seemed so small because when you're a kid everything's so big this is me at i think uh lecky beach just chilling with the people man i was immersed in the culture seeing all those kids and with their uniforms on grabbing at your belt that's yeah, amazing honestly man it was like it reminded me of fuck goosebumps again it reminded what me is this of gym um, here uh this was just um uh uh the stadium i went there to go watch and then the guy that the trainer was like shay you're not training i'm like what do you mean he's like you are training get up I was like, okay. I had my fucking nice Jordans on, and I just had to like work. He made, and I think he was trying to flex. He was trying to show me like, yo, right. I'm gonna work you. Right, right. And he put us to work, and that's wow. me on holiday as well. This is Oakland State. What is my, this my video? Can people watch this? Yeah, 100. percent Go on my Instagram this? or go on EMG. EMG. Um, what do you call it? EMG Access. It says uh, Israel, the last style bender at Asanya in it's Nigeria. On the YouTube, EMG YouTube. Engage Media Group. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, but there's some more. We're doing a documentary right now because, and they've like Jeff's been following me around since 2015, and I want to like this is the I want to say this is the end of the first documentary, but the beginning of the next one. I want to show what I can do in Nigeria, what I can do in Africa, because even um, Kamaru went to Makoko for we almost well not almost died there. We were in there with some killers. You see how that place? Go back, Jamie. Go back. See how that place? Go back forward. It's like a maze. Go for it. Yeah, see how that's like a maze? Yeah. The first day we went there, I went there just trying to like show love to the hood, say what's up. And all this area boys like, ah, oh God, what thing they do here? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm just looking around. Like, ah, you kind of, you must set to loss. Like, you got to settle them. You got to make sure they're all right. I was like, don't worry. We'll, we'll look after you guys. But then within the first five minutes, me and Abiola, my friend who came with me, he's like, we got to go. Because he, he's very smart. He's very aware yeah. as well. So we're like, all right. And I had a guy with an AK with me, a security guard. And the guys, the gangsters, they were kind of flexing. I was like, oh, f fuck you guys then. So the next day, see, this is the asshole in me. I went there shirtless, all my chains on, fucking vest. And I got like more security with me with more AKs. And we went deep. We didn't have oh. to go deep to get that sky shot. And Jeff hates me for it because he fucking panicked the whole time. And I went deep. And there's all these killers, man. Like, literally, I'm talking. Like, you see scars on them, like marks, because that's the bodies, the body counts and shit like that. And this one dude looked like Kimbo Slice. And he's like the, the head honcho. And he was arguing with this other guy because they were saying, like, no, I'm giving them the tour. What they give us is my money, and I'll sell it to you. And he's like, no, I'm the, you know, I'm the big dog. You report to me. And they were kind of having an argument about it, and it was real heated. And if they wanted to fuck us up right there and say, fuck you guys, that's a fucking maze. They know that shit like the back of their hand. Right. I have no idea. You right. know, we're fucked. And you're but, walking through it. Exactly. And you're walking on planks, and the water, you saw the water. water. It's fucking dirty, yeah. like disgusting. You know, but that's like one of the slums in Nigeria. But then you see the before, the shot, that was Victoria Island. That's, a, that's like the contrast of Nigeria, man. You have dirt poor, and you have well-off, like Lamborghinis, like people wow. living nicely. Those are all I the grew guys up on who this side. scam people. Yeah, Wait, they're, but they're smart as fuck. <laughs> yes, and er, that's the the email shit is so old now. What that's do they do like, now? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your uncle. Don't check your emails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Nigerian prince. Don't worry. You get your money. Just wait. It's just the the fees. The fees gotta like the way the bank account set up, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's amazing um, that they figured it out to the yeah. point where that is synonymous with scams. It's like you saw that in Nigerian cheaters. Nigerian scams. Yeah. Yeah, you hear about... And that's the thing. Like, we're scamming, but a lot of them, it's because of the opportunity. They're so smart, but the opportunity isn't there. So they can't go to school. They can't do that. So they Do you hear just... about the guy who sold a, a fucking airport that didn't exist <laughs> to, to Japan? Really? Remember that one? A Nigerian dude sold a fucking airport We're that winning. wasn't a real airport. We're winning. Yeah, I Normally mean- many people do that with like buildings or Airbnbs, but that's a fucking airport. airport. Okay. Bro, he sold an airport. Fuck, the Japanese you are smart too, man. That's the thing. Well, yeah, we, we, we talked about it like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's- bonkers yeah. like they they spent a fuckload of money it was like in the 80s or something the wow. 90s oh really yeah they gotta make a movie about that well they should here it yeah. goes 242 million fuck off sold a fake airport for 242 million <laughs> how do you do that it's fucking nigeria man now like i'm saying this is like this is not the best representative of our people but this shows you how smart <laughs> well how fucking listen smart man, they are, man if you're stuck and you got nowhere out and you live in that maze that's the way out exactly like, you got to do what you got to do like, I when, I was in dubai, when i was in dubai i don't know if i should say the story uh -oh. i was on a <laughs> fuck it no one's listening um mm. we're on the boat for someone's birthday party and i'm seeing all these kids like 17 16 18 with like iced out rolexes you know i'm on a yacht partying for some guy's birthday and they're just out there flexing and i'm just like what do you do? So, oh, I invested in Bitcoin early. Da, 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 da. I was like, uh huh. Now, Yahoo boy. They yeah. call them Yahoo boys. Cause, you know, but I, I knew already, but the thing is, they're so smart. Yeah. They know how to work. They know how to like, and they're all over the world. Like I yeah. said, we're like a virus. We're Nigerians are everywhere. Wherever you look <laughs> in the world, we're everywhere. And we have our claim. But I can't wait till this documentary, man. Like, I really want to like show people over there, like, what we can do. I want to show, first of all, the story. Like, it's not going to be like, you know, McGregor's documentary was dope, but I, it was more catered to the MMA fans. And anyone can watch it, but I want this to be more like the soccer mom can watch it. Mm. You know, someone from the Burbs, someone from Alaska can watch it and still relate. So yeah. I want to, there's different, there's different levels to this, but I'm looking forward to really putting that out. Are you thinking about opening the gyms over there? In Nigeria, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah? Eventually. I want to kit out some of the gyms, like the one I went to, um, the the stadium sports stadium i was at i want to mm -hmm. help them out with some stuff this is later on when i go through right and normally i do things like this like when i went there i did some stuff but i don't do it for like it's real weird when you're on this platform and i see people trying to do shit for the likes yes. for me i cringe because yeah. i can't do that but when you have a platform like this and you can bring attention to certain causes and certain people then i don't mind using my platform for shit like that so i really want to bring some attention to my people because i feel like they deserve it but also they can earn it they can earn it, and I know they can, man. I can't wait to show the. F I'm the first, man. Kamaru's the first. I'm the second. You see guys like Sadiq. First time I watched him fight live. Have you seen him fight live? Yes. Adelaide. I was watching him cage side, and he was hitting this guy with body shots. You could hear the, like the pounding, mm. and I was just like, wow. In his last fight, he showed some like, uh, what do you call it? Um, some fortitude as well, because he got hit, he got cracked, and then he cracked the guy and dropped him. I'm telling you, man, there's a few more coming. I can't. It would be fantastic if you open up a gym there and start yeah. being a proven ground. A chain of gyms. Yeah, I really want to open yeah. a chain of gyms. Even Maybe it doesn't have to be UFC gyms, but you know they can get involved. Yeah. They can get a cut. Oh, well, Just UFC, I'm sure, would be excited about yeah. doing that now. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, be they a, see what's a great, happening. Yeah, it'd be a great thing for them too. Just and UFC. I don't know if it's going to be in Nigeria, but UFC Africa, either Nigeria, Morocco, or South Africa. But because well, even like they have the, good places to watch over there, did they have it set stadiums, up? Stadiums, hundred percent. Yeah, but thing is the red tapes you got to cross i'm oh. sure they can get through those i had that in the ufc had that in china as well right at one of the shows i can't remember which one this is one of the early ones they were threatening to cut the power after a certain time so you know they had to settle some people mm. to keep the keep the lights on keep the shackles <laughs> yeah, exactly and that's easy for them you know the yeah. ufc they got money yeah i've seen they got a couple building. bucks a couple a little bit yeah <clears throat> listen man you got to get the fuck out of here why but thanks for coming we're in we're going deep i know how dare they <laughs> well we did two that's and a half right. hours it's fuck groovy. off you're yeah, lying. It's two thirty, man. Fuck off. Yeah, it flies in this room. This is a time zone. It is like the what are you hyperbolic time, time chamber. Yeah, my listen, man. brother. I'm happy with what's happening to you. Thank it's you so beautiful. much for the love, man. It's my pleasure. Always, and my brother. It's it's great to see that you're doing everything the right way, man. It's a it's it's an honor. It's hey. an honor to have you in here, and it's 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 special for me to watch someone go through. It's special to navigate it. Honestly, you have no idea. Right. My my old boss used to get mad at me because she'd be like, "Get that out of your ear." Because I'd have like one <laughs> headphone in and I'd just be like, <clears throat> and then I'd do it on the side she can't see. So for me to have like you, Brian Redbin, you know, I think young Jamie was out here back then as well. Was he? Way back in the day. But like Way literally, back. like it was just cool just to be here and do this shit. Like, fuck, it's all manifestation. It's and crazy. keep going, man. That's how the world works. We in the matrix. You're showing everybody Player too one. though. Uh, exactly. Oh man. My, all right. That's Respect, it. Respect, brother. Respect to you. Respect, Much love. young Jamie. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>